So, and episode 89 of Chris Apocalypse. Yeah? 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 John Cheese is retweeting us and talking to us right now. Who? Uh, The writer of John Dies at the End. Uh, I'm friends with him on Twitter. (laughs) John Cheese? John Cheese. Alright. He's amazing. He's not going to care about the show. Well, I'm more bashful now. I get to talk to someone who I really appreciate. Anyway, all right, never mind, never mind. Let's let's ignore that. We're getting behind already, Ant. It's episode 89. It's all about speed, efficiency. We're an efficient machine now. So I want to talk to you about something before we start the review part. I know you're giving me that fucking face. So I'm going to talk to you about a serious issue now. Gender fluidity. Our nation, our country. Pride is happening in London right now. It's soon to end because it's Sunday. It's the end of Sunday. But, but pride is happening right now in our nation's capital, right? What are we going to do with all these filthy gays? <laughs> no, there's a whole new thing that I've only realised is, is something that's happening in the last couple of days. And I'm, I'm uh, in terms of in terms of the community, um, in terms of sexuality in general. All right, I don't know. I, we don't talk about this very often. Sexuality is a sensitive subject, but in general, I'm for anyone falling in love with anyone they want to be in love with. I mean, anyone can be attracted to anyone. I don't care. Gender fluidity is fine. The thing I have issue with... Gender fluidity isn't sexuality. No, 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 but gender fluidity and sexuality I'm fine with. Sorry, I was meant to say and, and sexuality. I'm fine with. Sorry, that kind of brings me to my point. So there's now... Ignoramus. Uh, no, no, it's not ignoramus. No, no, I'm talking about a serious point. That's why both of those subjects are in there. I, I didn't mm. say and. That was where I missed a, missed a point. But anyway... Um, with regards to to gender fluidity and sexuality and everything else that can possibly be encompassed by Pride, because it's fantastic, every LGBTQ+, plus, you know, it's fantastic. I donate to charities because I have people in my life that are trans. Uh, you know someone who's also trans. You've, yeah, no we, few. we both worked with, um, with, with someone that's yeah. been through that. I've got people in my own personal life that are, that are going through stuff like this. So when it comes to, when it comes to that sort of thing, one, one, um, one thing that happened at Pride this weekend really pissed me off and I wanted to get someone else's opinion on it because this is how I deal with high emotional and frustrating situations. Oh, what, those old lesbian bitches? There's some lesbians. It's not old lesbians. It's, no, it, it's, there mostly. are people that identify as, as lesbian. They are lesbians. There are women who are lesbians, and there are people that identify as female who are attracted to women. So there are trans people that are lesbians, and pre or post op, whatever your situation may be, there are those that exist, and they're being attacked now by lesbians because a few, and I mean this, this very small amount of the trans community are have this quite aggressive rhetoric where they say that if a lesbian woman doesn't want to sleep with a trans person because they've still got a penis then they're anti-trans, which isn't true. No, they're just anti-penis. <laughs> An anti-penis would be like a black hole that had a penis inverse inside of it. Uh, or an aunt with a penis. Anti-penis. If, if no one's saying the lesbian women have to... No, no, that's, tra- that's what I'm saying, is that they've immediately jumped onto this thing. And it's a very small group. Again, it's not all lesbians, because, you know... Of course it's not. It's like anything else. There'll be these smaller... I mean, it was a bunch of lesbians who caused all the trouble. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But basically they got in front of Pride and they said, we don't want to be called anti-trans and we're kind of anti-trans because there are people... Well, they are. They were full of it. Their whole frigging... Have you read it? It's nuts. I know. It's insane. And it's... it's, the, The whole idea is that if a trans woman, if someone has transitioned, 
or if someone is going to transition, or even if they haven't, if they've kept everything but they identify as female, then somehow they don't deserve the rights of women. And it's not just women. Don't have a right to women. No one has a right to women. No, rights as women. Oh, right. You so said right to. No, I didn't. I said rights as. But anyway, the recording will tell. Yeah. But when it comes to this whole issue, the thing that I find most frustrating is it's much like... And I don't want to belittle this issue because this is so much more important. But you remember a few years ago we had Gamergate. And the whole idea was that there were these aggressive little offshoots that took something and they just... Off shits more like. <laughs> they stuck their claws into it. And they and they sort of well they gave everyone a bad image, didn't they? Yeah, they it's still going. Is it? Yeah, it's the same people who are pissed off about yeah, Last Jedi. It's we're, same we're people. Not, we're not talking about the basement dwellers. We're not talking about the. Well, they are. We're not talking about the lonely little folk that talk between themselves. We're talking about the rational people that suddenly got hold of this. We're talking about the shitheads at the head of the foundation that had no idea what they're talking about. The Adam Baldwin's, you know. Um, and and again, I can't help but I I have to ask the question: Do you think that there is ever going to be a time? When we're not going to have these shitty little offshoots of a movement, so so positive, like you to equate this to something like there's always going to be twats. Yeah, but there's always going to be twats, but such violent, aggressive rhetoric that ruins other people's good time. I mean, I want to I want to comp- compare this to. Do you remember when Pokemon Go was first released, and you had those people that were crawling out of places that hadn't seen sun for weeks on end, and they were going running around trying to catch Mew and and Gyarados and, and 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 all manner of fucking creatures that didn't exist in the real world. And you saw people going for walks that weren't walking before, and you saw people actually actively trying to. Well, like disabled, uh, like people in wheelchairs were suddenly walking. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking like that. Um, I'm talking about people that weren't motivated to seek yeah. physical physical. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're entertained by it for about an hour and ten minutes before. <laughs> A lot of people are still playing. It. I've discovered that because I've been playing it, but yeah. but when it comes to when it comes to stuff like. There was no bad feeling about it at the time. There were news people, but news people were always idiots. There was the whole, like, the whole, like, is it bad? Is it the devil? Is it, you know, animal rights people and all this other shit? But it is the devil. You had, like, organisations that were essentially just taking it the wrong way. That's not people that are ingrained in the, in the, in the, the, um, society. They're not ingrained in that, in that sect of people. Um, and I just remember that and I think no one ruined that for anyone. No one tried to ruin that for anyone. I think a couple of people probably took advantage of it and mugged some kids, but you know, that's an outside influence. We gotta get your lunch money somehow. Exactly. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to work out why there has to be this. Like, I'm trying to, it's a human question. Some people are twats. No, but that's, it can't be that simple. No, but it can't. Like, (laughs) what is, what is the formula for a twat? How is a twat born? Does a twat simply say, I'm gonna be a twat today? Or do they, do they spend their life is there another group it's that the got to these people? decide that whatever their first thought on something is is the right thought, and they have bad thoughts? But are these are these like the flat earthers? Yeah, are these probably. like are these like the um, anti-trans people? Like the genuinely outside of the lesbian society, the people that hate trans community, hate the hate the the pride pride community. Is that who we're looking? Yeah, probably at? Probably if just... you put a Venn diagram over them, they'd have a lot of similarities. <laughs> My problem is that, like... I'll tell you, like, you take the gamer types who went, oh, I'm a gamer, gamer. Yeah. They're probably the same people who are really pissed off about Star Wars right now. You think so? It'll be the same people. Because... And there'll be furries. I think... A lot of them. <laughs> I think my problem is that... that um, I've been very open about this on the podcast. Eight minutes. Uh, sorry. I've been very open about this on the podcast. I suffer from Efficient. mental illness. I, I, I suffer from mental illness. So when I'm looking at stuff, I use empathy often as a tool to understand what's going on. So I look at I look at people like Hitler and I go, you like Charlie Chaplin, he just wanted to look like the guy and then he got some bad ideas in his head. 
You know, and I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, you have to sympathise with him though, don't you? Because he's a vegetarian. <laughs> he's yeah. one of your type, one of your kind. <laughs> Fuck, they know we're on. They're on to us. Mm. No, um, no. My problem is that I'm trying to look at this, and I'm he's trying right, to see. He's on the moon. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm trying to work out why. It's like a really. It's. It seems like such a basic question, but just... some people are twats. <laughs> Can that be the name of this episode? Can it just be LGBTQ plus? We support, but some people are twats. It's too much. <laughs> I was just going to go with sweat. <laughs> You're probably right. No, I'm surprised that Mike. I can't remember if I've used sweat before. I think you might have. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. The sweat drips. I'm That's sorry. The name of a band. I'm sorry. It has, it has been. It has been now nine minutes thirteen. But I was pissed off, and I wanted to get your opinion on something because it's like I know that normally I tell some stupid joke, right, or I make a joke about. Fucking kids or something along those lines at the beginning of the section of the podcast and the jokes. People probably hate <laughs> damning indictments of my personality. I think um, I, I know that people, some people probably don't listen to this. I don't know who fucking cares. Let's get on with the some reviews. people don't listen to this. <laughs> Understatement of the you saying there's people out there who don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You playing with your phone now? I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. No. Look. Fine. Look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right. Your your first review ad. Take us away this week. Um. Oh yeah. I did have four things, didn't I? Um. Yeah. Four things. Four. One. Four. Two. Four. Three. And Infinity War. There you go. You got yeah. four things. Um. We did Infinity War. Are you just going? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll do Legion series two because that's that's finished now. Did you watch Legion season two? It's really fucking weird. I've heard, I've heard great things. Yeah, I've also heard that that um, the music was amazing. This series, um, Aubrey Plaza's apparently brilliant in it. Yeah, she did a lot more. She's back in it. Yeah, um, but no, yeah. they um, basically the second series, and it's like it, it's sort of like the first season ended with him being taken away in an orb, and you probably led to believe, oh, what you're going to get is you're going to get them looking for David for a while and all this sort of stuff. But the second season just starts off with him being dumped down. And it's like where have you been for like six months? And all this shit's changed. Like they got a new to put. They're working with Division Three now, which is the sort of bad guys in the first series, and all this sort of stuff. Um, and there's this whole thing where David gets a vision of the future, and he's told he has to kill Farouk and find his body and kill it. But then they find out like this whole other thing starts coming in, where it's like, no, no, he can't kill Farouk. Farouk needs to be alive because something worse comes after him. Yeah. After Farouk dies, and it's like you have to stop it. And gradually, as the series goes on, there's all these little side bits you see about the idea of insanity and how paranoia breeds and all this sort of stuff, like a little idea. And the little idea of paranoia and um, insanity is is represented by a weird little oily dra- de- dragon-looking thing. Yeah. Like, falls its way into people's ears. Yeah. And then it sort of makes them do crazy stuff. And then eventually becomes a big monster that David rips to shreds. Yeah. Um, but by the end of the series, they've, like, turned the whole thing into what I think people... We're sort of expecting them to not to do, which is basically they're putting it into the comic books setting, mm-hmm. where it's more David is the villain of yep. the whole series. Yep, yep. Um, they even do a bit where you see a, f- a vision of the future and he's got the long spiked up hair and he's oh. sat on a table in a waist, sat on a chair with a waistcoat and like short, you know, three quarter length shorts, yeah, and stuff like that's awesome. Um, and so the whole thing is like building up to like, yeah, no, David. The thing is like, whilst you kind of see yourself as the good guy. You're torturing people and shit. Yeah. And it's all fucked up. Um, they introduced the idea of um, taking someone's body and putting someone else's mind in it and remodeling the body to 
like have the appearance of another oh, person. Oh, so they're doing classic Legion. Yeah, they sort of pop that sort of stuff in there. Um, That's awesome. But it's not David who does it though. Oh, that stuff happens. Um, there's a bit. There's a great episode where you see all these different dimensions of what could have been with David. You see one where he never goes to the mental institute, and one where he's a millionaire who's been using his psychic abilities to manipulate people and mess with them and put people into a world of fear and all this sort of stuff. Is Farouk now in... um, Farouk's now in uh, Jermaine Clement, isn't he? He was at the start of the series. Okay. um, Stuff happens. Does he die? All sorts of stuff happens. Does Jermaine Clement die? No, no. Just tell me if he's dead. No, he's You're going to be honest with me, right? He's alright. You sure? Yeah. Because I'm I'm counting on you now. Yeah, there's a there's a fucking minotaur in it. That was oh, okay, cool. Unexpected. Sexy minotaur or like gross minotaur? Gross minotaur. He had like wheels kind of sexy. legs for a while. Oh. Um but there's like this whole thing where they sort of like there's things creeping around on the ceilings and stuff and there's ripping people apart and all this sort of thing and um Sydney and uh that you know, I can't remember her name. The cat you know, Carrie and the girl the girl pops out of Carrie. Yeah. Like the two people live in one body. Um they're just like, you know, they're going to fight it. And she goes, no, let me... Sydney's like, no, let me do it. I need to punch something. And the next time you see it, she's like flinging the head on the floor because she's decapitated the fucking Minotaur. Jesus. And the next episode, like, yeah, we fought a Minotaur. Yeah, that happened, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which was much like their Avengers in the first one. Those two mm. were sort of like that, weren't they? Yeah, they have their little punch-ups every now and again. Mm. But um, beautifully shot series. Like, they, they... Normally I get annoyed when a show keeps transitioning from different aspect ratios, but... It works in this, they do it in a proper way, and sometimes they do it gradually and yeah. all this sort of stuff. And they mess with the way the screen, not just in aspect ratios, but the way the screen's makeup is put together. Um, there's um, all sorts of tiny little references. Like there's one where they open up a little cub and you see um, like Cable's gun is in there. And like you also see the one of the gun from Firefly that um, What's His Face has, the main character has. Oh, Mal. Yeah, you see his, his like, little yeah. six shooter laser pistol thing in there. A whole bunch of random little weird stuff. Um, what weird references to yeah. have in the- Show like Legion. Yeah, they have all sorts. But um, yeah, musically it's fantastic. The last episode starts with David and Farouk coming together to have a psychic battle, and they're singing um, "Friggin' Behind Blue Eyes" like <laughs> as they're sort of floating up towards the top of a hill to have a battle, and their psychic battles represented with like a like an animated battle between David as like changing to gorillas and you know warriors and stuff like that, and samurais and stuff, and they're fighting each other in like an animated oh. sequence. Um, really flashy and cool looking. Yeah, whole way to open the episode up for the first few minutes, um, but yeah, the whole the whole series is just it's it's fantastic stuff. But they have like pushed it even further in terms of making you lose track of what's happening. Sometimes mm. there's a lot of points where you sort of like you go for a few episodes and like, oh yeah, this character's in the show, and it's just like is his sister still about? Um, yeah, for a bit. Okay, she died. Oh, that's a yes. But um. No, there's a, it's just a brilliant show. Jermaine Clements in it a lot more this series. Oh yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, then I will watch it. He's a, he's a lovely chap. I like Jermaine Clements. Yeah, but um, I yeah. recently re- rewatched The Guest with uh, Dan Stevens. <laughs> Have you seen The Guest? Oh yeah, yeah, I know which one you haven't seen it. But I know. You haven't seen it? No, of it's, fucking, it's never been released in the UK. You have to buy it. Fucking incredible! No, you can buy it on. Well, yeah, actually, that's a fair point. I had to buy it through. I had to buy buy a Blu-ray that was region free. So outrageous. Well, I had to do the same with um, another film. Uh, I can't remember the name of. But anyway, uh, you often have to do Beauty and the Beast. No, it wasn't Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Dan Stevens, though. Yeah. I wonder what that beast dick looks like. I I always ask the question, like, so Beauty and the Beast. I went to go see that in the cinema with Tara. And during it, I was like, you know what? That beast shit might not be a deal breaker. Can I, can I, just can I see what the dick looked like? 
as soon as I've seen what the dick looked like, I might just fuck him. And then that's kind of love nowadays, mm. or back then. I mean, I'm also pre-assuming that it's going to be me that gets transformed into Belle, and then I have to go and hang out with the beast. If not, like, you know, I'm not afraid to try something for the first time. I'll take a beast dick out of this Who's shit. Who's Gaston's friend? Um, who was it in the new one? Maurice. Yeah, but wasn't it played by that fucking dickhead? Who's the fucking, the stupid little chubby fucking English bloke from fucking Gavin and Stacey? I don't know. Uh, James Corden. No, it wasn't him. Sure, wasn't that it, little cunt? It, no, it's not him. No, fuck off. I think it might be, you know? It's not him. You sure? Yeah, definitely not him. You sure? James Corden's not in it. Do you like James Corden? No, he's a pain in the ass. He's, he's a, a horrible, cunt, isn't he? He's a horrible piece of shit. Why is he horrible? Do you ever hear the story about how he like wouldn't won't help his wife with the baby and stuff, his baby and stuff like that? No, he'll just ignore them, ignore them while she's struggling with a baby. There's I a whole thing where like they're on a plane. I just think he's an irritating little cunt. Yeah, like his whole shtick is like <laughs> fucking stupid little cunt. Um, no, it's not. It's someone much better. It's Josh Gad. Yeah, told you, Josh Gad, who's actually kind of funny. Yeah, I hate him in Frozen, but I hate Frozen, so that's probably why I hate. Him. But yeah, no, Josh Gad is kind of funny in... I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, the thing with... Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm doing really bad with names right now. Um, not Crazy Stupid Love. Love and Other Drugs. Um, the one where Anne Hathaway gets her tits out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know the film. <laughs> yeah, I know the images. <laughs> you know the images. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Love and Other Drugs. Josh Gad's in that. He's all right. It's pretty funny. She's in another film as well. I can't remember what it's called. No, her boobs out. Yeah. No, her boobies out. It's important to know. Lame Miserable. No, I wish. Lame Miserable. She's, um... Hellfire. No, that's, that's the no, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And Hathaway is an English rose. I mean, she's not English, but if she was English, she'd be an English rose. She's in One Day with Jim Sturgis, which is an underrated movie. Yeah, uh, she's in The Princess Diaries 1 and 2, the greatest films she's ever in, made. She's also in Ella Enchanted. Is that, is that Amy Adams, isn't it, in Ella Enchanted? No. No, you're thinking of... Enchanted, oh. which is Amy Adams. Ella Enchanted is Anne Hathaway. Oh. You wouldn't get <sighs> Hathaway with Anne Hathaway. She'd... No, you wouldn't. It's getting hotter, and it's mm. getting decidedly hotter. Sorry, your review of Legion series two. What, what was your What was your end of it? Sorry, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> good. Yeah, it's all right. It's possible, you know. No, it's no, just, no, like it's fantastic. Really yeah. good series. Is it Is it better or worse than the first series? I don't know. It's a bit more outlandish than the first series. Is that good or bad? Because the first series is pretty outlandish. I like it because it's a bit because well, push it as far as you can go outlandishly. It's good. I mean, stuff's boring when it's normal. Yeah, I, I agree. It'll be a bit weird. Yeah. But something's got to be like Twin Peaks when Twin Peaks isn't on anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff. What are you going to review, you flaccid penis? Well, my first review this week is going to be a mobile game. Oh, okay. It's going to be a mobile mobile game. Oh, don't act like that. Don't dismiss mobile phones as, as games consoles. Look, There's only bro. one good mobile phone game. It's WWE Supercard. You mean Pokemon Go, which I'm going to review yeah. never again. I've reviewed it once already. You've reviewed it twice. I've reviewed it twice already. Um, no, I played Dead Island. Dead Island, what's the name of the actual game? For Dead Island Survivors. Um, it's a tower defense game. But it's a tower defense game with a little bit of a difference. No. They use locations from the classic games Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide. Yeah. All right, is that what makes it different? Yeah, because they just use names. Yeah, and yeah. and locations they look the same. Oh, yeah. Those games weren't great. No, I like them a lot though, because I was you know just I was looking for something to play. I was a young kid, wrong side of the tracks, wanted to play 
something that involved violence and they fit the bill. Yeah, I broke those games uh, the first time I played them. I managed to get stuck outside the game world. Oh yeah, I did a bunch of shit like that. Like I hit a zombie into a tiki tent. A tiki. I hit a zombie into a tiki bar. It sort of dangled down. And I went to pick something up between its legs and the game just froze. <laughs> it just wouldn't stop again. I had to load a save and it was like two two missions back. Anyway, uh, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. So um, yeah, Dead Island Survivors is a very simple tower defense game. Slight difference is that you get a character that you get to move around the field whilst everything's happening and you can sort of direct them to attack and do special moves and like bombs South and grenades one. and stuff. A little bit like the South Park one, but it is still a tower defense, so you lay lay machines that take out the zombies and you just sort of assist. Hmm. Um, it's really simple. Um, I haven't had to pay any money to play it, which is good. I've been playing it for about five hours. I think I've racked up five to ten hours in total, which for a mobile phone game is usually... By the time you realise what the end game is, when you feel the repetitiveness of it. Yeah, when they um, start going, oh, you haven't got any energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. isn't it a shame? Um, there's nothing like that. There's no energy or anything like that. But you do have to pay for health power-ups. But luckily, there's two types of currencies there are in all these games. You've got uh, cash, which you earn per mission. Which is bullshit currency. Yeah, and then you've got gems. And it's gems. always gems. Yeah, there's <laughs> always gems. And gems, you sort of, you have gem-based missions. You have cash and better cash. Yeah. You have gem-based missions and you have boss missions. And when you get a boss mission, you can basically fight a boss and it gives an amount of gems plus cash. It, and it's usually a high XP fight, so you level up a little bit as well. Um, it's, it's all right. It's not too bad. Um, the only thing I've noticed is there's a couple of scaling issues. I've got one of those wider phones, 18 by 9 instead of the older version, 16 by 9 uh, so you get a couple of scaling issues when it comes to the level. Like, the loading screen won't scale, but the actual game scales to the full screen. So there's, like, a weird transition between the two. the loading screen is just a JPEG. Yeah, it's just a JPEG, but there's, like, usually a text scroll along the bottom, hmm. and the text scroll doesn't work, but the loading symbol's outside of the actual loading page. It's just all little choppy, shitty bits like that, but it's a hmm. new game. It's only been released in the last couple of weeks, and it really is enjoyable enough. All the characters that you know from the film, from the film, from the games are there. Oh yeah, and what characters? What are they called? Great question. Great question. Tim There's Tyler is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Sean Bobbly Bob, Wibbly Wibbly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's Mark <laughs> Smaug, hmm. Smaug. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's not. It's not incredible. It's not not really great, and you know you'll get bored of it. But as a free game. It's nice. It's nice enough a distraction. I'd, I'd give it a solid uh, Daniel Radcliffe. You'd love a solid Daniel Radcliffe. I've seen a solid Daniel Radcliffe. I saw Equus. Oh. Seen a rock hard Daniel Radcliffe. Really? Yeah. That's the sussy. Was he waving his wand about? He wasn't waving his wand, but he was coming all over the place. Uh, your review. <laughs> um, I bring it down every time. Yeah. What have I been playing? It's a great question. I'm playing Rise of the Tom Brader. Rise of the Tom Brader. Yeah, on PC. Does he hit a woman in the locker room? Yeah, I thought I'd review it because, like, you know, we got a new Tomb Raider coming out this year where she's going to become the Tomb Raider finally, apparently, because yeah. yeah. apparently that doesn't happen in Rise of the Tomb Raider. Spoilers for me, eh? Even though she kills a bunch of people, that's what Tomb Raider's about. It's about killing people, killing everyone. Um, the like the last one they did, the 2014, wasn't it? It came out in 2011. So like that that was quite a solid game. It was Uncharted with Lara Croft. It's about it. It's like. You ran around an island and it was fairly linear and you um, shot some people, shot a yeah. lot of people. And the story kind of ended about three hours into it and then just carried on shooting people until you fight a, like a demon or some shit. Yeah. 
And Rise of the Doom Raider is like a bigger conspiracy theory thing and covering the whole thing with like Trinity, which was all we went over before with Trinity. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, did they kill her father? What are they after? What are they trying to do? They're trying to get something to control the world or some shit, and she's got to stop them. Is it a world-ending thing in this one? I think so. It's some fucking ghost, yeah. ghost MacGuffin. But um, yeah, so she's gone off and to Siberia, and you end up like in a Siberian base camp on a mountain and all this sort of stuff and. There's a whole section in uh, Syria as well at the start, very briefly. And the first like few minutes of the game, you've fallen off two cliffs already, which is like good going, Lara. Because that's the thing with the first game; it was like she was constantly falling off stuff and getting hurt by things and all that. And it still carries on in this one. Um, I'll say I think it's a it's a better game so far out of it. Like the environments, it's still trying to lead you down certain paths, and sometimes it does cross you back into the same locations, but. There's a lot more stuff to do off at the sides, and if you find a tomb, like a hidden challenge tomb, it's not just like a puzzle in one room where you just walk straight in and the puzzle's right there, and then you solve the puzzle and then leave. Yeah. Which there was like five of them in the Tomb Raider game from a few years ago, and that was all the Tomb Raiding you do. And at one point, she goes, "God, I hate tombs." It's like ha ha ha. Um, this one is actually more, a bit more involved, and you end up in like they feel like you've gone off to another location and you've got to do. A little stuff. bit, a little yeah. bit. There's like there's one that I think you've already gone past because I've completed the game. Um, and it's mm. for me. It's uh, it was very. Meh. I liked the uh, the other reboot more for its action, but I like this one more for its tombs. Like you said, the action in this one it's a bit all over the fucking place because levels are a little bit less linear. Mm. So when you when you get into a firefight, you can easily lose opponents and get shot from behind by someone that's fucking flanked you cool, six it's years ago. Arrow shot him to the head. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but you're right about the puzzles. Puzzles definitely feel better. There's a there's a puzzle um, halfway through. Actually, it might be in the later part of the game. I don't know. But there's a puzzle that involves the planets, and you've got this large, sprawling planetary alignment. A planarium. 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 And, and you've basically you've got to shoot something to spin it around. And once the spinning starts, you have a certain amount of time to climb up it. Mm. And there are multiple ways you can go, like you can climb up the planets themselves, but there's also these hanging, like, hanging wooden planks that you can climb up, and then you have to sort of tightrope walk across some of them. You're not meant to tightrope walk across, so it lets you do it, but it's sort of a red herring sort of thing. Mm. And it's all, it's all great, and it's really well planned, and it all works really well, and there's like a musical element to it as well, because sound defines when you're meant to jump, or when you're meant to move. And just, that's really well thought out, but then it's just, the, I don't think the firefights were. Also, the plot is dog shit towards you. Really they? Gun. It was hard. I know, but like, that's not an excuse. The worst thing in the Tomb Raider games is when it gets to the point in it when it gets to the conspiracy stuff and then it know, but like, falls apart. The best part of the Tomb Raider games is when you just, I've gone to this place and I'm going to hunt for treasures. Yeah. The that's, problem is that like, there's only the so many years video games can be made and everybody just goes, you know what, they're always shit plots. They're always shit yeah. this and always shit that. It's like, well, Resident Evil, the controls are always shit. All right, fine. Oh, yeah, no, we have to wait until the next reboot of Tomb yeah. Raider for a good plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all. It'll I like be, Legend. will be good in the next one. Tomb Raider Legend was all right. That kept things pretty... Wait, which one was Legend? That was the... Where it was sort of the soft reboot thing they did on Xbox 360. Oh, yeah. Where it was kind of like, not really a reboot, but it was a redesign of the entire game yeah. structure. They were good. Underworld I didn't like too much, but Legend... Underworld was... had some great levels, but mm. it just wasn't well made. No. Like, Underworld had a really good prospect, if that's... It was better than Angel of Darkness, wasn't it? That was yeah, terrible. that was that fucking game. bad. Yeah. Tomb Raider 1, 2 and 3 were fine. Tomb Raider 4 was that weird one in the desert where you had skeletons. I can't remember. That was that last revelation, wasn't it? The yeah, one? yeah. That was the prequel. And then, and then Angel of Death came along. 
Yeah. And then you had Anniversary and Legend. Well, Anniversary is the download content for Legend. No, Anniversary Mode was its own game. Yeah, they released it as its own game after they did the DLC. Oh, right. Yeah, it was DLC I first. I didn't realise it was yeah, DLC. because I've got it as DLC for Tomb Raider Legend. Anniversary is the complete remake of the first game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with Tomb Raider Legend, it was sold in two separate parts, and you had to download really? both half, halves of the game. Oh, yeah. that's fucking insane. All right, yeah. anyway, yeah. So I have to, if I want to play I have to boot up Tomb Raider Legend and then... <laughs> So it's Tomb Raider yeah. Anniversary, Tomb Raider Legend, um, then you had Underworld, and then mm. we had uh, Tomb Raider the new one. Well, no, you yeah. had the Cradle of Light stuff, you know, the weird ones, the isometric? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they weren't right. really Tomb Raider games. They're quite fun. They're fun, but they weren't yeah. Tomb Raider games. No, uh, Rise of Tomb Raider's like, it's alright so far. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I like the rope swing when you fight onto the onto the dangly thing so you can swing along on your rope. Bit bit Indiana Jonesy. that's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the same thing I did in the first one. You get all these assault rifles and stuff, and I don't use them. I just use a bow and arrow the whole time. I always use bows and arrows in mm. games. Every chance I get, I've got Far Cry. Mm. I've, I've got to start playing Far Cry Three. The you know the re-release for the PS4. Mm. Um, I'm going to start playing that. And the first thing I do every time is I get get enough money to just buy the bow and arrow. Fuck waiting for it in the game, and I just bow and arrow people. Yeah, I chase someone, chase someone across the entire map. Well, about. Three quarters of the map in Far Cry Primal. Um, just hunting them with bow and arrow. Every so often they'd stop. She wanted to hunt the most dangerous game. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and some of his mates got involved, so I killed all his mates. Because <laughs> when they come across a tr- like some of their own tribe, they sort of point at you and they go, that fucker's chasing me. And instead of fighting with their buddies, they keep running. So I killed all his buddies and I was like, where the fuck is he? Where are you? <laughs> and they used my arrow to track him down and followed him. It's a bit harsh. Shut up. There's only a caveman. Just trying to get by. He ate babies. Yeah. He ate babies, dude. That's okay. There's no coming back from that. Once you eat a baby, you can't eat anything else because they taste so good. Yeah. So I eat babies. <laughs> so Captain America eats babies. Captain America doesn't eat babies. He does. I saw a film. Donald Trump told him to do it and he said no because I believe in people. No, he's definitely... I remember him saying babies taste best. Although it was a really weird plot point that he was hiding in that chamber and they fed him the old, you know, the skinny guy. Really weird story. Mm. Weird mm. story. Anyway. What are you reviewing now? Am I doing another review? Yeah, I guess so. I'm going to review My Hero Academia, Series 1 and 2. Oh, you weeb. Weeb! <laughs> what's the... What's the... Um, waifu for lifeo or waifu for lifeu? That's probably... Yeah, it's <laughs> is that, is that it? <laughs> so yeah, I watched My Hero Academia, Series 1 and 2. Um, I, I wanted something to watch the you know... I wanted something um, interesting... To watch anime wise I've been watching Dragon Ball Super um, and I'm not done with that yet there's a lot to it there's like 176 episodes so I am going to finish it but it's just taking a while of Super yeah uh, so instead I watched 56 episodes of well, no 40, 48 episodes of My Hero Academia and it's too much you, of that stuff I man. fucking loved it really? I fucking loved it yeah it's great it's shit but it's great it's shit in a stupid way but it's great I mean you've got all the staples there of a good anime you've got um, you've got like the the um, the inspiration and the the mentor and and you've got the the kid who who doesn't who can't do something and then he's suddenly gone like hey you can do this but it's gonna fuck you up royal and he's like mm-hmm. all right I better start training and then he starts training and he gets used to it um, and the, the plot builds up there's ideas in there there's like some interesting shit there's a bad guy there's a new bad guy you know it all works it's just stupid but it works I like it 
I mean, I, I can't really define what it is. It's just another anime. It's so much just another anime that the protagonist get this. The first instance of him reaching any sort of any sort of confrontation. Can you guess what he does? Does he complain that he can't do something? What else would he do? Cry. Oh, and what else? Wank. No. This isn't That's even, what Shinji would do. Isn't even Jenny. That's what Shinji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there isn't a there isn't a girl in a coma, so no. Yeah. That doesn't happen in this. Uh, no, he just cries. He sits, he complains he can't do it and then he cries and then he stops crying and he gets pissed off and throws a tantrum. And that's how it beats every enemy. I don't know what it is about that trope. That cliche just fucking irritates me. Why is there not a series in which someone goes, well, I've been given this great power. It's probably going to kill me. But uh, you know what? I'm going to give it a go saving this world. This anime is trash. No, animes aren't trash. Like, they're a, they're a valid format. There's for like five stories. good animes now. All right, name them. Fist of the North Star. Okay. Yeah, let's say um, Ninja Scroll. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, Akira. Yeah. The first ghost in the shell. Yeah. Um, and everything by Studio Ghibli. All right, great. So anything yeah. where they get the tits out and then everything by Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Uh, Ursa Doji, <laughs> Legends of the Overfiend. <laughs> as well. Demon Penis, the movie. It's just, it's just it's erotic. Art. It's art. That's art. Yeah. <laughs> when he cuts his dick off and puts the demon dick on. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, My Hero Academia. Like, it's bright, it's nice, It's li- I like it a lot. It's it's one of those things that it there's a certain part of my brain that just wants to watch teenagers with magic powers fight each other and and overcome shit. Teenagers and with attitude. Teenagers with attitude. Yeah, they mean they're green. Just... They're, they're, um, they're pizza pizza eating fighting machine. When's Netflix going to have Attack on Titan season two? I don't know. It's a great question. Crunchyroll have already got it. Yeah, they show it when it comes up live, don't they? They have the subtitles straight away. But they had they had the first series on Netflix about a year after it was on. Yeah. But they haven't had the second series yet. The third series is coming up soon. Apparently the second series is only like half a series though. Yeah, it's not very long. There's a recap movie they're releasing that you can probably watch and catch up on the whole thing. Fucking recap movies. It's not too bad. Um but uh but yeah, like I can I can see this going on for another couple of seasons. They need to have like a there's no there's no close off point right now to mm. it. There's a central um there's a central theme that runs all the way through about. I need to like, one piece watching. it and just have it go on forever and ever and ever. No, and ever. no, please don't. <laughs> please don't do that. What what happened to anime that it became like American TV? They, no, they just love to keep it going. There's only a few animes that actually are massively successful, like it's Dragon Bleach. Ball and one Naruto and stuff. Bleach, where, Naruto. Where it gets to the point where the studio, the TV studio, will say, "No, you have to keep making yeah. more of it." And then it ends up just being every series is like, oh well, well I guess the only thing you can really do is get more powerful. Yeah, you know, because like, you got you got One Piece, you've got Bleach, you've got Naruto. Yeah, and Bleach finished though, didn't Dragon it? Ball. No, Bleach still going, isn't is it? it? Can't be surely. It's like seven hundred ninety odd episodes. God, one. I know, freaking One Piece is like still, still a thing, and it's literally like, like people don't realize that that's like the most popular manga comic in. Japan, like more than Dragon Ball and It's been going for like 18 years, 20 yeah, years. it's ridiculous. Mm. I watched the first season of it and I was like, eh. I tried watching it. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't could get not get on with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so My Hero Academia, like, it's just enjoyable fluff. It's no Beyblade. No, it's kind of like Beyblade. <laughs> no. It feels a lot like Beyblade, but it's better animation, much better animation than Beyblade. I haven't, I haven't watched something like this where I'm instantly like, you know, I can watch more of this since watching Teen Titans, the original run of Teen Titans. You know, the yeah, old classic. One. Yeah, yeah, they've ruined that now. And it feels, it feels a lot like that. It's a lot like that sort of that. Can't structure. be better than Dead Man Wonderland. Dead Man Wonderland was glorious. No, Dead Man Wonderland's so weird. I love this, that. Show. This is weird as well. There's 
This is the problem. This is the problem I have with anime. If you can't write new stories, don't recycle the same characters for every anime. It's like, oh, we've got the stoic one. We've got the one who cries a lot, but he's super powerful. We've got the pervy one. It's like, fuck off. They've got to take the Final Fantasy character set and just... It's the Japanese character set. They love it. They use it for all sorts. It's really funny because if you if you go back to... Do you remember High School of the Dead? I know that devolved into a pervy anime eventually I never as well. watching it. It was actually quite good. And they had the fat character was meant to be the pervy character because that's the stable for every anime. Fat guy with glasses, pervy. In that, they didn't have him as pervy. He just instantly was just really formal, stupidly formal around women. He was just like, I will save you, miss. Do not worry. Excuse me. Let me get in the way and just quickly dispatch these. Like, it became like that. And that was the joke that instead of him... Instead of him being a complete non pervert, he was actually just this overly polite weirdo because he was still adhering to that high school staple. Mm. Yeah. I need to finish watching the new, um, God, I would say new, but the new Guyver cartoons at some point. I watched some of them. Yeah. Are you talking about the remastered, well, remastered shit? It was, re- it was a new series that they did in like 2005, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, me and Paul watched like half of it in one day and then we didn't carry on. I don't know where we got up to. I saw up until... <laughs> we got past where the original series ended. I think I got yeah. to just where the original series ended. I remember the... That's only his, like six episodes in. Yeah, his Guyver unit got damaged. He gets killed and then... Yeah, yeah. and then he dies and then he comes back. He gives yeah. his Guyver unit to the girl, doesn't he? Hmm. Or she has the Guyver unit and then he gets regrown from it. I remember that's where I got to. I didn't like... I didn't get all the animation for that because it was like they had taken the original thing and just fucking... No, it looked a bit out of date. At well, the yeah, time. They, took, like, they took the original animation and they just went, hey, you know what, we need contrast. Contrast... Saturation, get it in there. <laughs> uh, but no, I it, my hero academia. Like I genuinely, I would say that if you're into anime in any way, shape, or form, give it a go because it is. It's like I said, the characters are almost every character you see in these things. The animation is really nice. It looks a lot like Beautiful Joe sometimes. What's the title song like? Oh, it's pretty great. Do you want to listen to it after this? No, it's pretty great. The English dub one is. I think there's a different one for season one and two, and I can't remember if there's a different one for the English dub versus. Uh, you the- always have to change the song halfway through the yeah, series. It's the rule. True. Like Attack on Titan. No one remembers the second theme tune for that. The first theme tune, though, it's a classic. But the second one, can't recall it at all, whatever the second theme tune was. Do you know... Um... Melancholy Veruri's got a great theme tune. Do you know there was a live-action Sailor Moon program? Yeah. I, I only yeah. I only discovered this recently. Do you know what has a great feature? There's a live action version of um, Cutie Honey as well. Yeah. Okay, right. Do you know what's a really really good anime and has a great theme tune? Terramorphers. 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 Never heard of it. All right. Well, I reviewed the live action film a few months ago, yeah. almost a year ago now actually. Um, it's the one where they inject themselves with bug DNA. And they become half bug, half human people, and they can fight these giant space cockroaches they put on Mars. Oh. It's fucking incredible. If you think that sounds like a stupid premise, wait until you see the live-action version, (laughs) because they made a live-action movie from it. And I've watched both. Guess who directs the live-action movie? Did I do it? No, guess who directs the live-action movie? This is a serious question now. Think Think about Japanese directors that you respect. I don't have much respect for many of them. I mean, it's going to be Ruhei Kitamura or something. No. It's not Takashi Miike. It can't be him. It is. No. Yeah. No, he makes good films. No, he doesn't. He made Terramorphous. Oh. It's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I give My Hero Academia, I give it a... 
I'm going to give it a... Not Scarlett Johansson because she's been kind of weird in the media. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a Helen Mirren. I think everyone's going to like it. Helen Mirren for tits out. Helen Mirren. Everyone likes Helen Mirren. And I think that it's going to be the same with this anime. It's pretty pretty damn sweet. So yeah, get out there and check it if you like anime. If you don't like anime, why the fuck are you caring about my opinion about it anyway? What's your review, Ant? Review number three, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to review... It's a Japanese show. It's not anime, okay? It's completely different. I watched 51 episodes and Jesus a movie Christ. in the last two weeks yeah. of Kaizuko Sentai Go Kaija. And I assume that that means something about... Pirate Pirates. Sentai Go Kaija, oh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Pirate Squadron Go Kaija, I guess. Okay. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's it's the Super Sentai series that was the 35th anniversary of Super Sentai in 2011, yeah. Yeah. the year before Hikonin Sentai Akiba Ranger that I reviewed last time. Yeah. Um, and this series is fucking fantastic. Like for part of the series, I was like, this is at least on par with Power Rangers on space. And then for the rest of the series, I was like, this is better than Power Rangers in space. Um, is they, they apparently they ruined it when they translated to Power Rangers. They like completely butchered the thing and messed it all up and got lazy and fucked it all up. But the cool premise is that at some point between Goseija, which was the previous series, and Gokaija, there was a big battle. All the Super Sentai warriors were involved. They stopped an alien fleet from invading Earth by giving up their powers in the process. Okay. And their powers were scattered throughout the galaxy in the form of little keys yeah. that looked like them as rangers. Yeah. And the pirate, this team of pirates are yeah. basically travelling the galaxy, collecting up the powers. Okay. And they've got their own Sentai keys, so they can turn into these pirate Sentais, which have pretty cool pirate-themed costumes, which is nice. Yeah. Quite like the look of them. But they can also turn into every ranger that existed before, the ones they've got the keys for. There's a few left they haven't got at the start of the series that they're looking for. But they've got all the main teams. It's all the additional rangers they need to collect up. Um, and they've been sent on this mission by the living embodiment of the Red Rangers. It turns up like really rarely in Super Sentai. It turns up. It's called Akka Red. Yeah. And he's like, his look changes all the time because it kind of takes influences of various Red Rangers that exist. And But he's like super heroic and he just appears briefly and disappears and like rarely gets involved in much. He's just sort of there. He's mm. like Santa Claus for Super Sentai. <gasps> My dad. Um, but yeah, he like the whole series is them travelling. They get to Earth because they're looking for the greatest treasure in the universe. And what's kind of cool with this is that, unlike every other Super Sentai series, and this is like, remember, this is an anniversary series, so you think it'd be super traditional. Yeah. These guys at the start of the series have zero interest in saving anyone from anything. Yeah. They just want the treasure. There's a treasure and they're looking for it. And then this bloody empire, the Zangyak Empire, keeps turning up and getting in their way. And it's annoying. And they want to, you know, they don't want to bother with them. They just want the treasure. But the thing is, they've all got a pass that links to the Zangek. Their homeworlds were destroyed by them. They were wronged by them and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, one of them used to be a member and he broke out when he got told to execute people and he didn't like it. And okay. He broke free. And um, they're basically the team's made up of people who like... Is Jack Sparrow on the team? Sort of. The main, the Red Ranger is called Captain Marvelous. And yeah. there is no indication in the entire series that his name is anything other than Captain Marvelous. Does he drink? Uh, no, no one drinks in Super Sentai unless oh, they're does um, anyone rape? the one from Jetman. Does anyone rape? No. It's not pirates then, are they? <sighs> they're they're, good where pirates. the fuck are they? They're just after adventure. No, that's not what pirates do. Mm, they are. I've, I, I, fuck you. <sighs> they basically save, save people from them and they do the whole thing where it's like, look, we weren't protecting you. We just came here and wanted some treasure. They got in the way. I wanted to have dinner. I was trying to eat some food. And the noodle shop got destroyed. 
which happens in the first episode, and yeah. that really annoyed me. So that's why I beat up the monsters. I and that's really, why you never have to thank us. I really like noodles. Yeah. I'd be kind of pissed off. They like noodles. They stay there. I think they basically stick around on Earth for this series. Not just because the greatest treasure in the universe there is because they really like the food. Yeah. Um, but as the series goes on, there's like, they have loads of tribute episodes to previous series. And it was, it was the year after the, um, the earthquake and tsunami in Japan. Yeah. So apparently one of the guys who was one of the previous Super Sentai guys, he started a website going like, let's get together all the guys who worked on Super Sentai before and let's see if we can all appear in this tribute series. And so they basically, they moaned at Toei to tr- saying, we want to be part of this series. We want to be part of it to give smiles to people because, you know, it it's a been a bit of a time. shit year. Yeah. So the whole series, a lot of people, they sort of say there's a lot less character development for the Gokaijas, but I actually think they did a really good job, just the right amount for all of them. They all have an arc. Like would, every you member of the team. Do, would you say that it's more... Would you say that, I mean, not to insult your taste... Would you say it was more a westernised version of what their? No, it's super- very, very Japanese. Really? Yeah, uh. very Japanese. Because it sounds, it sounds quite. You know, it does sound like a. It's from just your more over the top than any of the Power yeah, Rangers. From your, from your explanation, it sounds almost like a live-action adult swim cartoon more than it does. That's more a, a Kiba Ranger is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Kiba yeah. Ranger is more yeah. that. But um, but this one's like, they had basically. There's a format the show gets into as it goes along where. They'll do an episode for themselves where it's like their team having an adventure yeah. or two. And then there'll be like an episode that's a tribute to a previous team and a character from the previous team will turn up and there'll be like a bit of a conflict going on. And they're after the grand powers all the teams have because they think once they have all 34 grand powers, they'll be able to find the greatest treasure in the universe and it'll point them in the direction they need to go. Yeah. Um, but there's just like brilliant episodes where each of these tribute episodes are done more in the style of whatever show they were from. Yeah. So, like, when they get to the Car Ranger one, it's a full-on farcical comedy, and it is fucking hilarious. That Car Ranger episode. I don't know what that is? It's a rabbit thing in Zelda. What Zelda is that from? <laughs> oh, actually, that might. Oh, he's be... the one who rents you the items in Links Between Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I was say. Um, that was a good game, Link Between Worlds. But no, they um, like the Car Ranger episode has like this whole sequence where they find the red Car Ranger, and he's trying to teach kids about traffic safety because that's what Car Ranger was all about. Yeah. But the kids aren't interested in his of pictures not. and stuff because it's boring as shit. Um, People want to go and jump in front of traffic in China. And, yeah, they fight Japan. off a monster and he helps them with it a little bit. Yeah, And to thank them, he's like, hey, maybe you can help me out a bit more and we can teach kids about traffic safety and stuff. He gives them all like a coffee milk. He's been carrying around little milks with him to give to kids. Yeah. Um, and he gives them all coffee milk and he's trying to explain it. He walks off, have, he's walking around having a big speech and he turns around and the go-kaijas are like down the end of the path. And they're putting down the drink and they're like, um, don't worry, we'll find one of the other car rangers. Uh, see you about. <laughs> and they wander off. Um, but they get stuck with him. He refuses to let him go because he's really fast. He runs fast. Um, and it's just like the whole series, the way it pays tribute to stuff is brilliant. There was no tribute to Dew Ranger, which is the one Mighty Morphin is based off. And I thought that was a bit weird. But then you get to the second to last episode where everything's getting the darkest mm-hmm. and Goshi turns up the black Dew Ranger. And he like turns up and it's not listed as a tribute episode. It's not based on anything like that. He just turns up and he helps him and he gives him some advice at the right moment and all this sort of stuff. And it's like they they used him exactly the right time rather than having some sort of big tribute to him. Yeah. Um. And the movie that takes place in there, there's a movie. It, it happens between episode 16 and 17. It's like very clearly, specifically between those two episodes. Um. And the movie involves them teaming up with the previous Rangers, the Gosager team, and they have to fight all the previous Super Sentais. Um, there's a bad guy in it called Basco and he can he steals all their... Um, not, it wasn't him who steals them, but it was a villain. And he steals all their Ranger keys 
and he puts them in this thing and makes all the rangers appear as evil versions of them. Mm. And they have to, def- their two teams have to defeat all those rangers to get their keys back so they can, like, you know, get their powers back. And then they fight a giant monster that's bigger than any monster that's ever been around before. And it's supposed to be a monster that's based on the Black Cross army from the first series of Super Sentai. It's like, all this crazy stuff. Fantastic, really fun film that. Um, they summon all the resorts that have ever existed and they all smack the shit out of this giant monster. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but yeah, ser- series is fantastic. Full of fun gags. There's like funny episodes, there's serious episodes. The action sequences are brilliant. Like they, they have like just stunt sequences that go far and beyond what you'd expect a TV show to be able to afford to do. Yeah. And it feels like they chucked everything into that series. Um, and it does the whole thing where towards the end it gets a, evil uh, you know the villain changes and all this sort of stuff um, the main villain dies and his father turns up who's the ruler of the actual empire and he intends to crush everyone and it gets more serious for a few episodes um, he's a bit less interesting the villain who was there before was like a really snobbish like spoiled brat and because he was the son of the emperor he expected everything to go his way all the time mm. and he gets to the point where um, he has a conflict with a villain turns up who's not part of their schemes and he's sort of like Do you know what let's just leave it to the Gokaijas because they keep winning, so let them. <laughs> yeah, um, partly through the series as well, they get this, the Silver Ranger, and Silver Ranger is a fan of Super Sentai. Not the TV show, but the teams that actually exist in this world that have always existed. So he knows all this stuff, and he becomes a key part of their team and teaches them how to you know, make sense of the cryptic clues they keep getting and all this sort of stuff. So they get a weird cryptic clue, and he knows what it means because he knows the Super Sentai stuff, and he tries to teach them about it. And they're a bit not keen on the whole idea of being taught stuff because they don't really care. They've just been using them as powers and yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Um, but they give them like a little booklets with diagrams and information about all the different teams that existed. And Captain Marvelous is like, I just don't care. Fuck it. But then eventually he realizes maybe it's worth learning some of this stuff because, you know, they can access their powers better and all this sort of shit. Yeah. Um, there's a few things in the series that I think could have been done better. Like, I don't think they should have been using any of the t- Ranger teams, like big, special, flashy abilities before Guy teaches them anything about them like I think at that point they should have just been using them as like oh they're different powers we can turn into without knowing about their greater powers that should be something they learned as it went on and the villain towards the end is not as interesting as the one earlier mm. but that's that usually happens this is supposed to be a serious villain for a serious finish Yeah. Um, and some of the special effects are pretty ropey like whenever they jump onto their Gokai galleon it's literally like a PNG image of them <laughs> holding a rope yeah. um, swinging up but there's some stuff that's really cool there's a episode early on where they get the SPD or Decker Ranger powers and it's like they get police car parts onto their ship mm. their grand powers usually manifest in things that change the look of their robot okay. and give them things around a different series and the whole fight sequence with the monster in the sequence turns into a John who shoot out in a city and they're like diving around behind buildings shooting guns and like pick it, taking cover and all this sort of shit um, that was fantastic yeah. um, and it's got just like loads of great episodes and I'm not looking forward to when I get Super Mega Force because that's the series that was based on Go Kaija, and apparently it's it's hands down the worst series of Power Rangers. Probably, yeah. So, I think fun <coughs> fun to fun to um, well, I think I think they just keep missing the point in Power Rangers, and the characters yeah. weren't interesting. I know that the series that Super Mega Force and Mega Force and Super Mega Force, everyone hates the Red Ranger from that series because they hired some guy who was good at doing the action sequences but couldn't act for shit, and yeah. he's got no charisma. But when you go over to Go Kaija, Captain Marvelous is a charismatic bastard. Like I want to grow up to be him. 
that's who I want to be when I grow uh, up. I've got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the rest of the team are great. Like the Blue Ranger Joe is like the stoic one who's yeah. he's he's very serious about his training and all this sort of stuff. And one of the villains is like a cyborg that was his old partner who got turned into a cyborg and okay. he's trying to see if he can free his soul, but he can't. He has to kill him in the end. And so basically the plot line to, uh, yeah. what was that fucking game where you had like the whiplash thing, the one they remade recently? The one you get scores for like kicking people into cactuses and shit like that. It was like a really overtopped one. It had Duke Nukem DLC. Oh, blast! Bullet, bullet Storm. Bullet Storm. That's it. Possibly. Just like, just sounds like yeah, Bullet just like Storm. Bullet Storm yeah. yeah. Um, but Did the you other, play Bullet Storm? a little bit. It's great. Right, yeah. Um, but the other cat's like Luca. Luca Milfi. Her name's Milfi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Luca Milfi. Is she a mother? No, no. Damn it! But um, she's actually the only person in Super Sentai who's played another Super Sentai team member in another series, but only the voice oh, because really? her character was a robot. She's a voice actress, oh. actress called Mao. You see her name come up on a few animes every now and again, like M star A star O. That's how she spells her screen name. Um, and I'm's a cool character. She's really polite and she's regal. She's a former princess. Her planet got destroyed. She's basically Princess Leia. Um, but when she wants to fuck with people, she will. She will beat the shit out of someone. Um, and Doc, the Green Ranger, he's fun. He's the sort of like cowardly one, but he's really good at building stuff. And his action sequence is a bit Jackie Chan esque, where he's not really punching people so much as he's avoiding getting the shit kicked out of him and then he's knocking things over and you know beating villains in beating monsters in a clever way usually um and Gaikari's just like at first he'll grate the living shit out of you because he's like so enthusiastic but eventually you just have to accept his enthusiasm just let it wash over you and it'll be fine and there's a nice touch with him his hair starts he starts growing his hair out and it starts he starts combing it to look like um Captain Marvelous's hair very subtly and it's like he wants to be Captain Marvelous, which everyone does. No. So, <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is. I'm not agreeing to this. I'm not going to be Captain Marvelous. He's fantastic. I, I, so I hear from There's There's episodes you. where they quite clearly have a good thing to go and do. And he's like, I, I can't be asked. Fair it's enough. not interesting. Fuck it. That's a Red Ranger. That's the leader of the yeah. hero team. That's fair He's like, I can't be asked. You go do it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's arguing over food. And at the end of the series, they do get their noodles that they plan to get at the start. Oh, that's good news. That's a happy ending. Yeah. He's like, I'm glad they rebuilt we'll be, we'll be, we'll be this place. And they get their noodles. And then they bump into the people they saved in the start of the series. And, they and they're really like, shit about them, they're No, like, they're just like, Look, you don't have to thank us. You never have to thank us. Because we were just beating, we just stopped an invading army from taking over the entirety of Earth. Because they were in the way of us getting the treasure. Except they already had the treasure at that point. So it's they're lying. They really were protecting Earth. They no, cared. they weren't. They don't give a shit. That's what's important. They had the treasure. And the treasure was a Triforce, which was quite nice. That was a weird little reference. It was literally a Triforce. What? How did they get away with that? I don't know. It's 3D, though. It's a pyramid shape. So oh, maybe right. that's how okay, I see how it is, yeah. But um, yeah, they get a Triforce, and it's like they have to sacrifice all the Super Sentai powers. Like, it would, it would erase all the original Super Sentai members from existence to get what they want, which is to wipe out the Zangiac Empire. And they decide to not do that. They're going to beat them up the old-fashioned way. They're just going to go up there and punch the shit out of them. Which is great. So you end it. I guarantee Super Mega Force ruins that. I bet they don't even find a treasure. Even I bet they don't even explain why they're wearing pirate costumes in Super Mega Force. I bet it's just like, yeah, these are our new costumes now. They just sort of look a bit like pirates. Bit weird. Their robot's a giant fucking pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they don't mention it at all. Yeah, probably not. Probably uh, not. They probably gloss over it with like just footage of it running yeah. around. They're like, oh, it's a robot. It's always a robot. Anyway, yeah, fantastic uh, series. I would say if if you like Power Rangers and you want to try and watch Japanese Super Sentai stuff, that's the one to watch. All right, it's brilliant. And I'm watching the new series now, the one that's on now in Japan. It's actually quite fun. That's good news. Got good. A thieves, cops, and robbers thing. Two different teams competing against each other. <laughs> 
quite cool. Fair enough. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, okay. I guess my review, yeah? Yeah, fuck you. Hmm. Your third review? Yeah, my third review. Uh, I finally got around to watching Westworld Season 2. Finally, I only just finished. Did it only just finish? Yeah, I only finished last week. Did it only finish last week? I don't care. In America, it finished weeks ago. Um, no, it finished last week in... In America as well? Yeah. Oh, well. Which you only just finished. All right, so I watched... a big thing. I watched Westworld Season 2. Yeah. And Westworld Season 2 made... It was good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot more to it now. Tessa Thompson is still in it. I don't know why she still needs to collect that Westworld money when she is Yas Queen. But uh, Tessa she's, Thompson. Yeah. Oh yeah, she. I forget she's in that. She's in that. Yeah, she's in it a lot. Yeah, she's better than that. She's a main character. Well, hey, hey, now Westworld's pretty fucking sweet. You're an all star. Westworld's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> um, I mean, like probably, probably. She's got Marvel money. She has Marvel money. Mm. And she's been confirmed alive. She didn't get hit by that snap mm. because yas, queen. <laughs> um, I'm never gonna stop fucking saying that in the complete wrong. T- it's like fleek. It's going back to fleek. Yeah, um, don't. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, so uh, so a little bit of backstory. I'm sure everyone's seen season one of Westworld. If you haven't, I'm not gonna spoil it. Watch the films. The premise of Westworld. Well, you know the premise, but the premise of Westworld is that you could go to a place and laugh as a cowboy. Um, you can shoot up the place, you can kill some women, you can rape some ladies, you can pay for sex with a prostitute, you can go on a big grand adventure, like Westworld is your playground. You basically laugh as a cowboy. To protect the guests whilst they're there, the guns will only fire on robots, and the robot guns will not kill them, only sting a little bit to simulate, you know, something happening. Hmm. Um, which I'm sure means that they can kill you if they shoot you enough. Maybe. I mean, I, I think they're just like paintballs, aren't they? They're, they probably feel a bit like, like paintballs. Yeah. Yeah, unless they're close range. You get um, shot in the eyes, you get blinded like Deck did. There was one. <laughs> or Duncan. Oh, no, the PJ eyes. And Dun- was it PJ or Duncan? <laughs> yeah. I'm blind, Deck. Yeah. <laughs> the darkness is all around me. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can smell better. Should've I can taken his better. fucking mask off you, man. <laughs> Who did it, Deck? Please avenge me. Pock out their eyes and get them to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back later for the reunion episode and he's got glasses. I heard the next series of Westworld's going to be Biker Grove World. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, Ronald's on the drugs. Yeah. You can freaking <laughs> laugh as a Geordie. Here's your shell suit. <laughs> De- no, I'm blind. He's running too fast. He's creating too much static electricity. <laughs> going to Don't short worry. out the robots. Don't worry, Ant. We won't tell no one. We'll pretend you can still see when gaps are some hijinks. Oh, dear. I'm blind. Please kill me. There's no point in life anymore. I'm a young man who's blind. No, they, they had a, a successful music career, PJ Duncan I'm did. I'm light and now it's gone from my life. I live eternally in darkness now. Yeah, that's exactly what happened on the Please show. Please, God, kill me. Hit me in the eyes continuously with paintballs until I get pain poisoning. Tread on me head like that pigeon we found down the road who got hit by a car. Oh, this is, I think you didn't watch Biker Grove. <laughs> and please, drag me to the top of a very tall tower and throw me off. When are you talking about Westworld? I don't want to be alive anymore, Anne. I'm blind. <laughs> they switched places, it was dead before fuck. <laughs> so, right, anyway, yeah, Westworld. Westworld season two. So they're, yeah, robots. Uh, in the first series, two robots were given the ability to, well, they were made aware of their mm. existence as robots. One played by, fantastically, by Fandy Newton, who, Yas Queen, is still very hot at the age of 50. Uh, the other one being played by Evan Rachel Wood, 
I thought the other one was um the ex girlfriend of Man in Black wasn't Marilyn it? Manson. No, Man in Black's Ed, not a robot. Ed, what's his face? Ed Harris. Yeah, no, he's not a robot. Oh, is he just going on a rampage in this? Ed Harris. No. I mean, he goes on a rampage in the film. I don't want to ruin this. For when he's Ewan Brenner. No, he's not Ewan Brenner. Ewan Brenner. Ewan Brenner. No, he's a different character in uh, this. The Man in Black in the film originally was a robot that went wrong, yeah. decided to kill the park residents. The Man in Black in this one is someone who. I'm gonna do. I'm spoilers, guys. Spoilers. If you don't want to hear the next five minutes, I'm gonna spoil some of Westworld series one and potentially part of season two. No, what what happens is Billy, who's the idealistic Jimmy Simpson we meet at the beginning of the series, he goes to the park, he meets Evan Rachel Wood, goes on the adventure with her. Would she? And he falls in love with her. Evan Rachel Wood. He falls in love with her. Mm. They spend a week together. He's incredibly involved. He loves her. He goes back to Westworld a few months later because he's considering investing in the park and acquiring certain assets of it because they see potential in the host program and developing it into a way of keeping humans alive forever and definitely copying over consciousness to the robots or to a robot making a host of people. He realises on that second trip that Evan Rachel Wood and everything that was there was a simulation. It wasn't real. She didn't really love him. He Mm. fell in love with someone. He felt life for the first time and realised that it was only a game. From that point on, he slowly progressed into the black hat that we see. Now, in the beginning of the series, or in the beginning of your trip to Westworld, if it was to be a place, you'd pick between a white or a black hat, obviously symbolising the path you choose to go on. Black hats, you have the unbridled access to the park that you need. You can go mad, you can be a villain, you can do whatever you want. When we first start the series, Jimmy Simpson picks the white hat. The black hat is picked by, oh God, what's the name of the kid who played Jigsaw in the new Punisher series? The one who was in the old fucking Prince Caspian film that Martin Witch in the Wardrobe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben yeah. Thingy. Ben, Benjamin ben, Barnes. Yeah. Ben Barnes? Yeah. yeah. So he plays he plays a black hat, and we see him whoring it up. He shoots hosts. He doesn't really care. He just fucking goes at it, and he's been there before, and he's clearly been on this adventure. He's realised the limitations of the park, and he's sort of... He's more pushing the boundaries now he's there. And they, when they get shot, they do... The blood splurts out. They realistically pass, and like all this other shit. So, um... So... Billy's first visit marks his progression slowly and steadily into the Man in Black, mm-hmm. which by the end of the first series, he's at the gala. It's realised that he did invest. He did purchase the assets of the park. He did start developing a program in which they were creating hosts from the na- from the consciousness of very, very rich people and working out how that advancement would appear and what they could do in regards to that. Um, and and he sees the final moment when Evan Rachel Wood breaks her programming and starts murdering the people in the in the park. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Fandy Newton at that point is also outside of the park and she's shooting it up. She's got other... So it's realised that Fandy Newton has the ability to turn on the consciousness of the robots so she can sort of make them aware they're robots as well. Evan Rachel Wood can do something similar but she doesn't have... She doesn't have access to the programming. Fandy Newton is given access to the programming because she sort of has this moment where she's able to wake herself up from sleep because they can normally automatically make them sleep. Uh, But she meets these two guys that are useless like sort of QA people and she uses those guys to advance her program, so she increases her intelligence, increases her ability, cognitive, physical. You know, it's it. The whole thing is great. I really fucking like the series, and the second series is just more of that greatness. They answer some questions. There are more questions raised, like why was there interest in the park? But they, they sort of semi-answer those in the next series. So it, it, you find out that there are inside of the host's head are like a ball. There's like a 
faux brain. It's like a consciousness ball. Mm. And it's kept alive in conductive liquid. The reason it's kept like that is because it's still a delicate piece of hardware. So any impact can affect memory and cause it to deregister dates of memories. And that's part of the whole, that's part of the whole structure of this series is we're now very much in the head of someone named, um, uh, I'm forgetting the names of people again. It's fucking ridiculous. We're, we're putting the head of a character basically that, um, that Ford has created and Ford played by Anthony Hopkins has deregulated all this person's memories. So mm. they're not in order anymore. So they're an unreliable narrator, but they're very much our narrator. And the original first few episodes, well, the first few episodes of the second season, sorry, are him trying to find a way to prolong his existence because he has been shot, but he was shot as part of the plan that he would need to then, you know, not be aware of time in the same way as he would normally would. So he can't have memories that are matched to times. Yeah. Um, and that's all part of the scheme. All of it's part of the scheme. And it's, it's an overarching plot. I don't feel like that was originally part of the scheme. I think he was meant to die there, but they brought him back in the second series because he was such a popular character. And they made him a main focus because there was an avenue that they could follow with him. And there's now this idea that there are standard balls that would carry a consciousness. And then another type, there's a red type. So I'm assuming the red type is the is not hosts, but people. So it's a copy of someone's complete cognitive memory. Maybe. So they're able to transfer consciousness. There's a really fucking nice through line. There's an episode in particular, I think it's episode seven or eight, there's a standout in which we're introduced to one of the first people to have their consciousness put into a host. And it is this... It's a very fucking weird experience to watch that and to see the two characters interacting is fucking incredible. I would really, mm. like, of, of any episode, I would say that that's... And when you see it, you'll know the episode and it's brought back in a very, very good way a few episodes later in which you see what the aftermath looks like in present day. And the whole idea of it is almost like... On one on one side, it looks like it looks like salvation. But then when you see how the character reacts to it later on when they lose that light to them you see that it can also be a torture and it's a really fucking ingenious way of really hurting someone. Much like, you never watched Black Mirror, did you? Nah. Uh, Black Mirror, there was an idea that you can make a cookie, which was a copy of your consciousness. You'd have something in your neck for a week and then all the decisions and every memory that you developed and all the thoughts you had and everything else, you'd essentially just copy all that information. Um, and in, in a dark twist, they take that information out instead of and instead of that being... Um, because it becomes like a separate consciousness. It's alive, essentially. It's just a copy of you. It continues on. Yeah. And it continues on as you as if you're in this big room. Something the battery power lasts. And John Hamm plays someone who sells home systems that are powered by a copy of your consciousness. And to make sure that they do what you want them to do, they torture them with things. Like, he'll go to the house and be like, oh, your lights aren't working. Well, let me just quickly log in. And he puts on a headset and he can talk to the consciousness. And if they don't do what he says, he can speed up time for them. So it's like they're experiencing 400 years completely alone. Oh, nasty. We really fuck people up. Um, and it's just, it's stuff like that. It's like, that's, that's kind of a similar through line to this, to this storyline in, in season two. But, um, there's also like, Blooms of Hope. All oh, the actors are still fucking great. You've got Brad Pitt's brother in there. You've got Brad the, Pitt's brother. Brad Pitt's brother's in it. Um, you've got one of the Is girls. It Eric Pitt. Yeah. Not Eric Roberts. Yeah. Um, you've got one of the girls that used to be in, um, I think she was in Even Stevens. They can't steal. No one from Even Stevens is still Charlotte working. Booth. He doesn't do anything now. Yeah, he does. He's still working. Uh, yeah. Oh, he was in that Borg versus McEnroe film, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all in all, it's really fucking good. I really like it. I know there are a lot of people that didn't like it. They found issues with the series, but I'm still very much a fan. I think I'm just a sucker for westerns and sci-fi. 
Do they go to the medieval world in this one? No, they go to samurai world though, uh, and it's fucking awesome. There's a general. World. There's a samurai general, and he uh, he finds out that Fandy Newton can affect people, so he cause he gets all of his all of his um, his army to 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 kill them their hearing to put arrows in their ears and destroy their hearing hearing system, and they think oh he's uh, he's you know he's also been given consciousness. No, he was shot in the head with an arrow fucked up his little mind orb and was leaking fluid so he's only got a certain amount of time before he just breaks down and dies nice. but in that time he's he's been given control over a whole army because he's been made like a head host or like there's certain levels where like narratively speaking they'll have control hmm. and because of that he's got control over all these guys he's just like yeah fucking make yourselves deaf yeah they They're should like, do a future world series but it turns out that future world is actually just Westworld 400 years in the future Summary World's really because nasty, they just all the, built future stuff. Boy. All the team they send in to shut down the robots hmm. um, because the robots are now killing people. They'll get tortured feudal Japanese stuff. <laughs> They've got these security guards at one point whose heads are in like those baskets and just hmm. hanging. <laughs> just hmm. like, they're all dead. <laughs> Been nice. in fucking days. It's really dark, but yeah, highly recommended. Really fucking good. It's almost like Legion series one in this series because the the breakdown in time it makes it very yeah. obscure. And also the mix between a lot of the stylistic choices. They make stuff look retro, but, you know, retro in a way that someone from the 70s would believe the future would look. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. Um, yeah. I, I give it I give it a Tom Atkins. I fucking love it. I'm going to keep watching it. Series 3 I'm looking forward to. They had a drop in viewership, but to be honest, it's either this or The Fucking Walking Dead every week, and The Walking Dead's just become dross. Outrageous. What a claim. Fear The Walking Dead was better than The Walking Dead. I didn't watch any of that. To Did you be not? Asked. Fear the Walking Dead has one of the guys. Um, well, it's got Morgan in it now. Yeah, he's and he's really, series. really decent in it. And it's got. Um, Is it like in- jump forward in time though to match up yeah. with yeah. thingy? Yeah, yeah. Because I thought they were if they were going to bring him into it, they'd have it be like the years we don't know what he was no, up to. It's just fucking flash forward in time. Yeah. Um, they've got Madison in it, uh, who was played by. Um, fucking names are failing me right now. Really failing me. Um, but yeah, there's a few people in there that are really good. One of the characters that I, I was surprised to see is from Looper, but he's also from a sitcom that I used mm-hmm. to watch. Um, and he was also from the Mindy Project, actually. In Looper, he played he played the guy that attacked the farm. He's a really tall, imposing bloke. He's got... A, I'll, I'll get a picture of That's no use on a podcast. No, no, I know. I'll get a picture of for you. you. It's your review next, so it's your fourth review. It, oh, God. Yeah. Right, well, I've been playing Jurassic World Evolution. Oh, yeah? On the PlayStation 4. It actually came out a few weeks back, but for some friggin' reason it wasn't released on disc until last week, which is weird and stupid. I didn't like that. I wanted to play it last month. I wanted to take it with me to Edinburgh so I could play it with May Kev because he loves Jurassic Park. But nah. But anyway, it's a park building game and it's like... It's it's kind of a lot of people say it is... I mean, it's practically a modernised version of Jurassic Park Operation Genesis from the PlayStation 2. But it's less concerned with like the financial day-to-day running of the park and less concerned with keeping your customers happy and all this sort of stuff. And more concerned with you just building the park how you want, completing goals for the three different divisions that are involved in the park. There's like a science division, entertainment and security division. And they all have their own themed missions they want you to complete. Compete, yeah. Complete. Um, but also it's about finding the DNA to make new dinosaurs and taking care of their well-being, genetically engineering them so they can live longer or survive better in fights and stuff like that because they will get into fights sometimes. Um, but the way it's structured is you have like, there's like five parks and then there's Isla Nubla, which is like you know the original Jurassic Park one. Isla Nubla. 
Isla yeah. Nubla. It's not Isla. Isla. Isla Nubla. You don't say Island, do you? Yeah. I don't know who that is. No, oh, that's the guy that plays. He's John Dory. Yeah. He's, he's like a great character in the movie show. But the way it's structured is you have the five separate islands and if you get four stars on the first island, you can go straight to Isla Nubla and do the do that park with whatever Isla you've unlocked Nubla. so far. Yeah. But the way it's structured is you can just go and do the other parks and unlock the different buildings and different researches and you know find more dinosaurs and all this sort of stuff so when you go do that last park when you've got unlimited money because you know you spare no expense at that park um you can build whatever you like and that park's got no real sort of challenges to it other than hitting five stars and doing the missions and whatnot Mm -hmm. but it lets you it's that's basically your endless park where you can just run it and rebuild it and restructure it and make it how you want it to be yeah um the size of the parks they're not particularly massive i don't think but i think there probably is quite a lot of space in the grand scheme of things, but it's like when you do the dinosaur parks, you have to have quite a bit of space for the dinosaurs to walk around. Yeah. If you have them too confined, they get stressed and they try to break out their cage, the fences and stuff. Um, and even if you reinforce the fences, it's still probably not going to manage to stop them. But um, and it's a bit of a balancing act sometimes. Like certain dinosaurs will have like, there'll be a social group limit. So if they're under the amount they like in their social group of the same species, mm-hmm. they might get stressed and that can lower their comfort. When their comfort goes low, that's when they try to escape. But they also have like a population limit, which is the overall amount of dinosaurs in that area. So you could have a dinosaur that say is happy in a social group of one to four. Like it might need someone out, another dinosaur of its same type there with it up to four of them, but it doesn't like being in a group of more than eight of other dinosaurs. So you have to be careful what ones you mix together in case you push them over the edge and, all this, because you might get a group of fairly small dinosaurs that like to live in groups of six or something. Yeah. And they could bump up the population quite high, but it won't be very exciting for the view, for yeah audiences to look at. Um, and there's also stuff like certain carnivores don't get on too well with each other. And, you know, there's certain... Like, if you put a carnivore in with any small herbivores or any small dinosaurs, they will, they will kill them and eat them and stuff like that. And when there's dead dinosaurs, that makes your dinosaurs get stressed. So you have to helicopter them away and stuff. Um, but I found out you can chuck a large carnivore in with velociraptors and the velociraptors will basically not fuck with it. And they'll go, no, you know what, mate? I'll just stay back a bit. So I let a baronix in with the velociraptors and he just ran up to them. The raptors were like going, at it. And the baronix just roared at them and they all just ran off, scattered, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, I haven't got a T-Rex yet, but I'm on the park where I can get them, which is quite cool. I'm on the park from Jurassic World, the one where you have to, you have to tear it all down to begin with and rebuild it. Um, I've left a couple of bits, cause, you know, so people know it's that park. But um, yeah, it's it's not particularly difficult once you if once you've sort of sometimes you might want to restart a park if you messed up and put yourself in a bad way because once you run out of money, it's very hard to recover. Um, but it's not too hard to like start making the money and then just letting it build. Yeah, like by the time I was done with one of the previous parks, like I didn't get to five stars or anything, but I just wanted to finish the missions for each of the de- characters, mm-hmm. each of the divisions. I had like seventy-two million dollars in the bank to run the park with, which is more than enough. Like you couldn't, you couldn't spend that by accident. You could be chucking money about everywhere, and you still wouldn't spend enough to run out of that money. Um, and that seems to happen after a while. Um, the only thing I would have liked is I think that Isla Nublar one at the end where you have the friggin' unlimited money is like a cool idea it fits informatically with the series to have unlimited money because mm. Hammond wouldn't spare no expense but I do think that once you get to that point no you should have the option to switch off yeah. the money thing so you can run a park like a regular simulation game yeah which is a bit so there is something there's you can weird that there's, yeah there's weird that there's not just a simulation mode because you remember yeah. that there was Jurassic Park 
what was the generations or Operation Genesis? I already Operation mentioned Genesis, its name. Yeah. That um that yeah. you didn't need to you could just run it as a park simulator. Yeah, but that one that was that had a challenge. You had to keep the money rolling in and all this yeah. sort of stuff, keep your park going until the game crashed. Yeah. because um, it loves doing that. But this one, like, it doesn't really have that. But the individual parks, you do have money to worry about, but it does it's it gets to the point where it would be hard to yeah. lose it. Like as long as you're remembering to rebuild buildings and you're not letting dinosaurs just run around the park killing people. Um there's no way to clear up dead bodies. They're just sort of <laughs> If if a raptor kills a human, the dead body just lies dun, there for dun, a while dun, dun, while your other people are wandering around the park. There's a dead body. Yeah. Dun, dun, I got some Dilophosauruses. Dilophosauruses? I, yeah. I had, I made one fight a raptor and it spat in its face. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They should be able to put a Dennis Nedry in the park. Really? Yeah. Or just to like... Yeah, just to run around. Yeah, just get eaten by a raptor. Oh, come on. You're a cute thing. Look how cute you are. Yeah. Oh, look at what you, what you showed me. <gasps> You've got gills. That's the kind of thing I'd adopt. It'd be in yeah. our house a week later. It'd be a lovely Dilophosaurus. Yeah, I would have a pet Compsognathus for sure. Not too many of them though, because they get a bit ballsy and they try to eat you. Basically, what I'm hearing um, you say is that you don't mind if I get a capybara. A capybara? You can't have a capybara as a pet. I know they're docile, but they don't make good pets. You can't have them. I would like a real Velociraptor. No, if you, I can't have a capybara. Why would you be allowed a fucking velociraptor? Well, a real velociraptor is about the size of a chicken, and it's not really much of a threat. I thought they were bigger than that. It's no. like a turkey. No, they're, they're literally about cat size. They're not very big. A real velociraptor. There isn't actually a dinosaur that looks like the velociraptor. There's there's some that are similar, bigger things, but the ones in the film, anyway. Um, I do find it funny that you um, have a... When you build fossils, you get 100%. If you get excavate enough fossils... You can get a more authentic dinosaur, but you still can't actually grow a dinosaur that has feathers or anything. It's still no, yeah, they're still authentic in Jurassic Park world, authentic. Yeah, so they're mixed with frogs. Yeah, but you can change that. You can use um like electric eel DNA and oh really and crocodile DNA to toughen their skin and stuff That's like that. Cool. Um, and you get different you get skins for the dinosaurs, so you can give them different patterns and textures and stuff. Yeah. Um. That's usually the reward for getting five star on each island is like some special skin just for that dinosaurs. Oh um, shit! It's gonna be skin trading. It may be like in Counter Strike. Yeah, but they um they did some Fallen Kingdom DLC as well. I've got one of the dinosaurs, which was the Baronix one. Um, I think you have to complete certain challenges to unlock them. And there is some DLC you can buy. It's a pack, but it seems to be just like a bunch of dinosaurs with new patterns that you've already seen. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. It's nine quid. Probably not worth it. I did get a new skin for a Jeep by doing a power slide, though. That was quite cool. odd. Yeah, they've, they've got licensed 2018 Jeeps in the game. And I think that's why I got the skin. Because they've obviously, you know, they've obviously paid to have their their Jeep in the game. Um, I don't know how you unlock the original Jurassic Park Jeep, but I've got a feeling that might be a pre-order bonus from somewhere. Hmm. I've got a feeling it probably is, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, it's, it's Only fun. Only if you pre-order with game. Yeah, no, I got... With game, you got some red, red ones, red skins. For the helicopter and the Jeep. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's decent. It's if you want a casual theme park management game, that's what it is. It's it's very, very casual. Cash. It's very yeah. easy to get into. Um, it's got friggin', you know, Chris Pratt and all that doing voice as Howard and uh, friggin', what's his face, um, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum doing yeah. voices. He's in there. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's literally playing Jeff Goldblum. He's not playing Doctor Ian Malcolm. He's playing Jeff Goldblum. Welcome to. Uh, <laughs> Good Jurassic Park. He's like, uh, you know, yeah. uh, life, you know, finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> that bit. Um, but yeah, he just narrates stuff and he's like, you know, we're crossing the line here. All this. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it, it's 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 a fun fun game and it looks really pretty. Yeah, and it has HDR lighting if you like that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, um, I definitely did notice the difference when I was playing streaming it the other day, and because obviously the HDR doesn't work when you plug it through an mm-hmm. Elgato. Definitely noticed the difference in like like how it's lit up and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. You can drive around the jeeps if you want and go and shoot the dinosaurs with tranquilizers. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I managed to get an outbreak to end by opening the gate to a paddock and just hoping none of, no other dinosaurs ran out. <laughs> I didn't have the money to send anyone out, so I just opened the gate and waited, let the dinosaur wander back in. Yeah, now nice. I'm saying we're back in. Shut it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun fun game. Do you think that there's going to be a lot of support for DLC and stuff in the future? I don't know. This thing is licensed games, isn't it? They probably they don't tend to support them for too long because they don't have the license to go on that long. No, that's true. Um, I saw a rumour someone saying about having aquatic and bird dinosaurs, but I think that's wishful thinking. Oh, do they not have aquatic stuff? No, because the thing is with aquatic stuff, you'd have to completely change the structure of how you handle the park. Yeah. You'd have to be a special area in every map just for the aquatic stuff. And there is areas where I think they could fit that in. Um, like the Jurassic World stage has the massive lake in the middle. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you could have a submersible, yeah. submersible. But um, the Avery one, like, the thing is with an Avery one is that those Averys are massive. They're like stadium size. And if you put one of those down in that park, that would be your park. Like, yeah. you can't have, like, a little small dome and say that's the Avery because the pterodactyls would probably just bust their way out of there in two seconds. Oh, yeah. They'd be out of there in a fucking shot. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him picking people up and flinging them through the air, though. That would be funny. It's still the most horrifying moment in Jurassic World. Yeah, when they kill friggin' Lena Luthor for no mm. reason. That woman, whatever her name is, she's lovely. And she did nothing wrong. The kids were being little shits and they ran off behind her back. She was trying her hardest and then she gets ripped apart and eaten by a giant... What was it, the, ter- the pterodactyl pick her up and fight over her and then drop her into the friggin'... No, sea so the pterodactyls pick her up. She's like tugged apart, and then as she's being tugged apart, the big sea monster comes up and gets them all. Yeah, yeah. It's harsh. It's, it's fucking harsh. Yeah, and she did nothing wrong. Yeah, those little kids were shits. Oh dear. Yeah, Jurassic World's fun. The film. I like Jurassic World. I don't even mind the second one. The second one's big, stupid fun as well. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. You can't breed a Velociraptor that says Alan in the new game. Which Alan. Is a bit- Alan. Alan. Yeah. Oh, God, I've woken up. What's happening? Oh, you're going to be yeah. in a parachute. That should be a later. genome thing, shouldn't it? Just yeah. like one of the DNA things. Instead of instead of screaming, it just goes, Alan. It can learn up to 100 <laughs> names. No, it just learns Alan. No, it's like it a just parrot. just around. It's like a parrot. It just learns, learns up to 100 names. <laughs> Tim. Tim. Oh, God. Oh, God. My husband, he's inside that cage. So Tim. Yeah. Tim. I've got to reach in. I've got to save him. He's frigging, um, what's his face, in the middle of a forest. And starts mimicking his voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then Topher Grace goes over to him. He's like, no, don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, don't. Topher Grace, don't go over there. I rewatched Predators recently. I like Predators. It's great. I, really I know people it. who hate that film, and I think it's fun. Ah, uh, tell you what, give It's me got a... the best final line any film has ever had. What's the final line? It's when Adrian Brody goes, let's get off this fucking planet. No, he goes, let's get off this fucking yeah. planet. But he sounds like lads. Okay, I get it. Yeah, because he no, sounds I, like Jason Steve. I liked it. I, I did like Predators. It has some great action scenes. Lawrence Fishburne has a nice cameo mm. in it. and uh... It's a fun <laughs> film. It's much better than Predator 2. I'm joking. I love Predator 2. Predator 2's a masterpiece. It is pretty great. <laughs> um, I like Predator 2. I even like Predators 2. I like Alien vs. Predator 2. Sorry. Alien vs. Predator 2, Requiem. I like that's that terrible. One. I like it more than the first one. Yeah, no. Yeah. 
I like it more than the first one because it just people die in it. Yeah. Like in the first one, people like get trapped in walls and shit, and they're like, "Oh no, what's gonna people happen?" Oh, face yeah, people bleed water in the first one. Yeah. But at least in the second one, it's like full on blood. And also, the first one, a kid dies. You know my rule of thumb? They eat some babies. Yeah. My rule (laughs) of thumb is that if a kid dies, it's a good movie. It's a brave movie. That kid gets a face hugger. Do you not remember? Yeah, he deserved it. Kid in the beginning, he's he's out hunting with his dad. Hmm. Already, you know, we know these are bad people because they're hunting. The kid goes, hey, dad, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. So, what? And then the dad falls over and the kid's like, dad? Dad? And then another face hugger gets a kid. And then later on, the kid wakes up. He's like, Dad, I don't feel very well. <laughs> face hugger, the fucking chest person comes out. I'm like, Good movie, everyone. We should sit down. That and film reminded me of the Pokemon movie. Because it's a bunch of characters standing around while shit happens around them. Yeah. There's a scene in which they're all in the rain and people are fighting aliens that are crawling over cars. Yeah. And they're all like, if we just stay here, they're sending helicopters. And in my head, I would be the first person to just turn around and say to everyone, they're, they're not going to want people you. to know this happens. They're going to nuke us. Yeah. Who's believing this prick? They're going to kill us. No one wants to know this. these nightmares exist. There's a bit where one of the characters knocks unconscious and the predator slaps him and wakes him up. He's like, Pikachu! No, that doesn't happen. Oh. There is a moment where a girl goes around a corner and catches catches the the predator's fucking um, super yeah. disc. She's just around the corner. Super she's like, dick. She's like, I love you, Tim. And Tim's like, I love you too, blonde lady. And then she just suddenly gets pinned to a wall and ragdolls for about saw, 10 seconds. I saw the new film that's coming up where um, everyone's like, oh, it's just going to be like the predator teaming up with um, humans to yeah. fight the super predator. I want it to be the Marines teaming up with the super predator to beat the shit out of a wrecking yeah, predator. Yeah, I want it to be like, <laughs> you come back the whole last hour of the film is them in a circle just kicking him in the gut. It's written and directed by Shane Black. Yeah. It stars Thomas Jane, mm. Keenan Michael Peel. Yeah. Is it set at no, Christmas? Keenan Michael- it's going to be set at Christmas, Key- obviously. Keenan Michael Key. Is it Key? It's Key, isn't it? Keenan Michael P. Yeah. Key. Keenan Michael Keys. Because Peel is... Jordan, Jordan Peel is... Peel. Yeah. Ah! Um, and it's got... Um, and it's got uh, Olivia Munn. Mm. And it's got that guy who's in a lot of stuff. It's got a blonde guy that you keep seeing in things. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a guy that's like Garrett Headland. Yeah. But it's not Garrett Headland. But it's a Shane Black film, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, it looks alright. Although it has that terrible line in the trailer. Have you heard it? Yeah. Keenan Michael Michael Key turns to Thomas Jane and says, Hey, your your mum should be rated E. For everyone. For everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good line. Like that's that a terrible line. That's a good line. <laughs> that's a terrible line. Yeah. That's, that's, that's clearly Shane Black going, young people speak. <laughs> like, seeing a list of Shane, Shane Black's not hip and young. <laughs> He's like 50 something. He wrote the great line. What was it a freaking I'm gay tone? Tyrannosaurus. No, the gay Tony line. What's gay Tony line? In Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Where it's like, are you gay? No, I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's. it's are you gay? No, I just do it because I just do it because it's a witty name, and I'm completely straight. I love fucking women. No, of course I'm fucking gay. I love cock. You prick. <laughs> kiss kiss bang bang's amazing. Val Kilmer is incredible in that film. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I'm kissing you. Why are you fucking kissing me? I thought I'd distract the police. The police are very fucking distracted already. They're going to be more fucking convinced to come over if they see two guys about to blow each other in an alley. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that brief. It was just like he loses his finger in the door when the yeah. door gets shut. He goes, and he just goes, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> like, no. You just lose your finger in the door. Yeah. 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 
Oh, that's a great fucking movie. Um, okay, is it is it my last review now? Yeah, fucking hurry oh, up. Oh, Jesus. All right, so my last review, it's uh, something that I was going to review before, but I didn't get a chance to. Rampage. Rampage? Rampage. So last time, when you wasted the whole review reviewing Pokemon Go, you could have reviewed Rampage. No, I only recently saw Rampage. Right. I watched it on Region 3 4K Blu-ray. So Rampage. Rampage. So you remember the old video game, don't you? You'd love to Rampage. Wolf, Lizard, Monkey, Get Really Big. Yeah, actually people. Lizzie, George, and um, other one. Lizzie, George, and Ralph. Ralph, yeah. Uh, the three people. There's yeah. like 50 fucking monsters in the Rampage series. Really? Yeah, If you, I looked up Wikipedia for Rampage a few weeks ago, and I was like, how many were there? So anyway. Yeah. So it's an arcade game in which you have to destroy a city. There are various obstacles, tanks, people. That's not the film. It's all side on. I'm giving people the idea of the video game. The film it was never that great a game, but for some reason it was on everything when I was I kind of loved it. Yeah. Like, I played Rampage 64, and I played Rampage... Oh, on... Rampage World Tour. Yeah, and yeah. I played Rampage on... I believe I played on the Mega Drive. I think it was on the Mega Drive. I think there was a Mega Drive version, I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was Mega Drive or yeah. Game Gear. I know the NES version. I never realised the NES version never got released over here. No. No, yeah, it was weird that. I didn't realise that. I thought I'd played that one when I was a kid, yeah, but see, apparently it was the Master the System one. version. Yeah, the Master System version exists, and yeah. it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, Rampage, a really simple prospect, really easy to get on with, was a fucking complete 20p hog when you went to the yeah. arcade. It was a bit like the Simpsons No, it was one of the most successful arcade games in the 80s. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, it was literally everywhere. Like, yeah. you'd see it on every format and everything. Well, it had just great marketing, didn't it? Yeah. it like, everything ripped it off. So after Rampage, you had Primal Rage, you had Mortal Kombat. They all had the same style, bright yellow and red. Midways thing though wasn't it yeah. um, but anyway so Rampage the movie is a little bit different uh, we're introduced to a zoologist played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson who once again is in a job in a film we need to we need to stop complete is he wearing it, tan jeans no, look, and right, no 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 that's not the problem I have that is not the problem I have Ant. you're overlooking the key problem here a man who works out five hours a day is able to hold down a 40 hour a week job this is there is no way everybody acts like they're a no, he's a normal human being in these films he is so big and hench you're saying it was unreasonable to think that a man such as Arnold Schwarzenegger could be a doctor yes it's unreasonable <laughs> it is unfucking reasonable anyway what about someone with the makeup routine look, of um, Denise Richards <laughs> In was it? World is not enough. not enough. Yeah, Christmas Jones. Yeah, Christmas Jones. And Christmas, Christmas comes, comes twice. Yeah. <laughs> that world is not enough. You watch that film now, and you're like, "Wow, this is the fact that the fact that I hated that line when I first saw that film." And the best thing about it is Robert Carlyle not being able to feel pain. Yeah. That's an awesome villain. Yeah. But then the real villain's a media mogul. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Um, but anyway, Rampage. So Rampage the movie. Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays a man who is a zoologist. And he is, in particular, has a good relationship with this large albino ape um, that's called George. Uh, they have a really good relationship. Good effect. Yeah, they talk to each other, you know. Yeah. Ugly, ugly, mm. bad ape, bad ape, Amy, sad. <laughs> Do you not remember? Have you not seen Congo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congo, the monkey with a Nintendo Power Glove that translates the signs she's yeah. doing, even when it's two hands. Did that film killed Bruce Campbell off. In the first five minutes. Shouldn't do that. Laura Linney's in it. Yeah. I love Laura Linney. And then they have fucking massive great big laser cuts. She's so attractive and so great. And she's in fucking Congo. Anyway, Rampage. Rampage. Um, So yeah, uh, Rampage basically is, yeah, George, uh, his big monkey friend. Uh, There's a spaceship. They're experimenting with a typical, uh, t- a certain type of drug that's like a growth hormone, but it's a genetic <laughs> growth hormone for, yeah, <laughs> doing the wrong chance already been struck by it. It's just his blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just taking the 
samples of his blood sent them to space. <laughs> like, test this. There's something going on here. And they put it in a rat and the rat's like massive. Yeah. Well, fuck. Um, anyway, yeah. So Does it have the monster rat in it? Yeah, that's kind of what happens. Oh, sweet. So they're on a space Because in the games, there was a rat that was on yeah. a space station and it crashed down onto Earth. That's kind of what happens in this. <laughs> yeah. So there's a rat up in space. They're experimenting on it, and they're like, "Oh, we've got to, we've got to kill this thing. We've got that's to explode." Deep lore there. That's deep, yeah. deep rampage lore. Um, there's a woman in space, and as she's escaping the pod, she basically has to has to grab samples of this. This it's it's called a virus. I think it's a virus in this. It's like a gas. Hmm. Um, so she grabs the samples, and then she quickly gets into an escape pod. As she's getting in the escape pod, the rat comes up, and starts scratching at the thing. It's all very exciting. Uh, but she manages to escape just in time, or so she thinks. Skateboard goes away and it depressurizes because the uh, the rat scratches, so the, the no. glass shatters and she dies. Oh, and these no. three canisters land down. One lands in the bayou, a crocodile eats it. One lands in the mountains and a wolf comes in contact with it. And then the final one lands in George's enclosure and guess what? George comes into contact with it. Oh, no. Um, and from there... Good job we- the rock didn't come into contact with it first. <laughs> Can you imagine? Fucking... <laughs> Just a giant the rock. Just a giant the rock. Um, so to switch the rock and George around. Yeah. And George is the one carrying the gun. Yeah. No, George is the one trying to keep him in control. It's like, calm down, calm down. You're fucking losing it. Calm, calm down, <laughs> calm down, mate. Calm down. Just comes Geordie. <laughs> the rock's just like, what do you want me to do? I want you to. Do? It doesn't matter what you want me to do. <laughs> rock, it matters. Calm down. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, um, what happens is that George becomes big and Rock's signing to him, trying to explain what's happened. They have a very good relationship. I, I hate to admit this, but I did laugh a couple of times. Um, they have I think you're supposed to laugh the at same that stupid shit that they have in all these other films. Is like, it's like the Rock is like, you didn't save me. I saved me. And George is like, George is like, aha, aha, like that. And he's like, he's like, no, you didn't. George, he wasn't crying. I wasn't crying. You didn't save me, George. And the monkey's like, ah, 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 laughing. And then he gives the finger and stuff. There's like this whole thing about he learned how to give people the finger. Outrageous. Yeah. How would you um, teach him that? It actually, it actually kind of made me laugh. Uh, but anyway, so uh, George is getting big. They have to contain him. They try and do research on what's happening. His aggression levels are growing as he gets bigger. So there's like another aspect to it that affects their aggression levels. Mm. That's why the other animals are so big. Joe uh, Mantigliano, you know the guy who's playing Deathstroke? He has a cameo. He might be playing Deathstroke. Who knows? Yeah. He has a cameo in this as <laughs> yeah. the head of a head of a, like an army team that sent him to go and go and try and capture the wolf. Yeah, get dispatched immediately. He's in it for about five minutes. He probably got a pretty good paycheck as well. He probably got Magic Mike money for this. Yeah, maybe he was great. Magic Mike XXL. You still mock me for having watched that. That's a great movie. Um, yeah, but anyway, so much. so uh, <clears throat> so the Rock and George um, are then picked up by. Don't tell um, everyone the whole film. They're then picked so what's up. What's the film like? <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, and they're picked yeah, up by yeah. uh, Negan. Yeah, I know Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Dead and Breakfast. From The Walking Dead. No, he's from Dead and Breakfast originally from two thousand five. He's from Watchmen from two thousand seven. Dead and Breakfast came before all of these. Mm, no, he's also in The Losers, which is a great movie. Yeah, people really underrate that, but that's a great movie. Good a really good cast as well. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I watched The Losers a little while ago. It was all right. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. It's got a really good fight scene in it. Um, Zoe Saldana just takes him to task. And it's like a realistic fight scene. She's like just all grapples and fucking like basically clinging to parts that she can hang on to and just fucking choking him out. Um, and then they have sex because Jeffrey Dean Morgan's handsome. He goes between handsome and fat really quickly. I don't know if you've seen The Accidental Husband, but that's fat mode. And he goes skinny mode. It depends how much he cares. Mode. Yeah. He cared a lot about Dead and Breakfast. 
No. <laughs> remember when he, he's in the DC universe. Remember he's Thomas Wayne. He gets killed. Yes, he's Thomas Wayne, and he's also well, he's, he's married to DC, Maggie from Walking Dead. He's in DC universe twice because mm-hmm. Watchmen's the DC universe as well. Not now. really. Yeah. In the comics, they're doing a whole stupid crossover. Yeah. But anything that's not the original Watchmen comic but doesn't. They're count. both directed by Zack Snyder. He'll find a way to do it. Mm, not counting. Yeah, he'll find a way to do it. Um, so anyway, so uh, rampage. Yeah, big animals all eventually get into one area. Um, they're led there by the evil conglomerate who have like. Um, who have like a? Uh, Do they have a big old logo that looks evil? Yeah, they've nice. had, uh, Jake Lacey and um, the Dutch lady really attractive. She's in the Final Girls. I don't know. Anyway, not important. Um, Jake Lacey and his sister are the evil people. Uh, they have a signal in the top of the tower that basically it sends out a signal that all the animals hate, and they all sort of get drawn to it. Um, and they sort of, they own a lot of buildings, so they spread out and it keeps going mm. and going and going. And eventually, the animals get there. They find that there's not a cure. For the thing that's made George grow, but there is a cure for the aggressive side of things, so it returns their their mental faculties back to normal. Yeah, uh, they get George to take it by handing it to a woman, then kicking her into the line of fire, and he grabs her and eats her. And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of like <laughs> that. yeah, that's cool." Um, Just a random lady. Yeah, random. No, no, no. She's the she's the sister of the two team, the brother sister team that run the company. So she's really evil. She knew what was happening, and she didn't stop it. I would have fun if they just. Gave it to some random homeless person. Yeah, um, and then her brother, her brother's escaping, and as he's running off, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's there, and he's just holding a gun. And he's just like, you know what? You probably want to give me all of the evidence you're carrying. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not part of this. I don't want to be part of this. I just want to go home. I was trying to escape. This is stupid. And he's like, well, you just go then, and I'll pick you up in like a couple of hours from your house. He goes, you know what? I like prison. It's probably a good, good choice for me. I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. And he's like, okay, great. Just fuck off then. And as he's running out of this big air conditioning, he just lands him and kills him. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the film, the film itself, big, stupid fun. Like I said, I laughed when I really shouldn't have laughed. I was a little bit embarrassed at moments when I did laugh because it was stupid shit. Like the whole, like, I saved you stuff like that. It was just crap. Um, it's not, you know, it's not super funny, but it's, it's funny enough that, it's just big dumb fun. This is like the ultimate get drunk with friends. Isn't it like the highest rated video game movie now? Is it? Yeah. Warcraft it, was before when people always kept going. Warcraft ugh, was a massive flop. Warcraft did not deserve it. Warcraft's this is better good. than Warcraft. Shut up, Warcraft. This good. is a lot better than Warcraft. I mean, this is actually a movie. That's probably the first thing that, that, you know. And also, you know, characters don't make decisions that will impact the series 400 years down the line. Instead, they make decisions that forward the plot of the movie and then get them to an end. It's got no scope. <laughs> they don't kill off the main character. You're only liking like the instantly. Rampage film because you're really heavily into Rampage lore. Yeah. Yeah, that's Which true. I know about because I looked up on Wikipedia. There's an octopus one as well. Yeah, there's an yeah. iguana there's and, a, and a chameleon. Is he? Yeah. There's literally like 50. There's like three rats. Yeah. And there's... um. There's a tarantula guy and fucking Jesus. Did you did you get to the part in the plot where you hear about the original Rampage people and how they were addicted to being animals and wanted to go back? So one of them actually irradiated themselves and they became like super version of themselves. Oh no. Yeah, that's in there. That's in the law for Rampage. I know that just off the top of my head. I haven't been on the Wikipedia. I just know that for a fact. The last game was on PS2 and Wii, wasn't it? Uh, no. Yeah, there was no, a Wii one. Total Destruction. I thought that was Xbox 360. No, no. Oh. No, there was, one on, there was one on Wii and PS2 and it was called like Rampage Total Destruction or something. Yeah. Huh. I never played that one. But yeah, Rampage. I, In all honesty, it's stupid. Stupid Rampage fun. Battle Royale. Yeah. Uh, Rampage, uh-huh. I'm going to give it a Rampage. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Like, I can't argue with it. It's big, stupid fun. Like, I'm probably going to watch it again in the next mm. couple of weeks just because 
Now, I've heard it's on the same sort of level as stuff like G.I. Joe Retaliation, where it's just yeah. like a fun, enjoyable It has, silly has film. The Rock teaming up with a giant ape at the end of the movie, and The Rock gets a grenade launcher and goes... Yeah, which he's done a lot in WWE. Yeah. So. And then The Rock grabs a grenade launcher and just goes, yeah, I'm ready to fight as well. I actually really want to watch Skyscraper. Yeah, I kind of want to watch Skyscraper as well. Yeah. I, it looks big, stupid fun. Yeah. That's what The Rock is I good at. I saw people going, oh, it's just Die Hard again. Like, really? It's not like, Die Hard again. How many fucking films? It's a towering inferno. Yeah, it's a big old disaster. Have you seen one of the things that You I'm... can set films in towers. Yeah. Like, it's a good location. Yeah. It's a closed location. You have there's, a height, there's a certain yeah. height where you can't get out. It's like without like, dying. Everybody raves Unless you've got about, a fire hose. Everybody raves about that Resident Evil movie that's like a video game that I fucking hated. The one where they have like Japan and then New York and they've got like simulations or like fucking. Which one? Um, it's one of the Resident Evil movies, like the live action one. ones. Yeah, yeah, they're all terrible. But there's like there's one I that clocked out after like the fourth. Even Red Letter Media said that it was their favorite, where it was mm. just like there are levels to it. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and it's just like a video game. Like mm. it's like you are levels and you got an end boss, and that's just like what fucking um, just like what the Towering Inferno was. It's just like what this is going to be. Skyscraper is going to be. He gets to the top and there's a fucking terrorist, and then he's like, "Oh, I've killed you." And gets to the bottom and he sees his family. Yeah. And we're not expecting it to be as good as Die Hard. No. Die, Die Hard's a perfect Hard film. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Literally a perfect film. Nothing goes wrong in that film. Uh, and it brought up the trope of the... Um, you know, it's one of the first films to bring up the trope of the villain's not really dead then suddenly appears. You know, you think the villain's dead then boom, he's at the end. Rah! Yeah. That's a trope that Die Hard started, which is kind of no, crazy. No, that happened in that happened in a Western as well. Probably. That but, happened in Westworld. Well, in the original Westworld. Yeah, Yul so. Brenner. Yul Brenner at the end. He's all melty and he comes up and he's like... And then he just drops to the ground. Yeah. And then he's melting again. Die Hard invented ending a film with a Christmas Die song. Hard did it with a Swedish guy. That's yeah. what they did. Yeah. They changed it up. They ripped German. It. German guy. It's supposed to be German anyway. Yeah. But he's tall and blonde, so he's probably Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, The Rock just makes incredible... He makes junk food movies. Like, he's never going to make a series... He makes serious- films better. <laughs> he's never going to make, like, a seriously great movie. I don't think he's ever... I say that now and I've seen Maggie starring Schwarzenegger and it's actually a really good film. Hmm. Like, I say that now and I've seen JCVD which is like a great fucking deconstruction of John... Like, the problem is that right now we don't have a ton of action heroes. We've got this guy and we've got like... No, they're all like, they've gone for the whole... Someone took the whole diehard influence of the everyman being a hero. Yeah. And it got out of hand. And now the everyman is a superhero, but we're still meant to believe he's an everyman. Yeah. Like fucking Owen from Jurassic World and... Yeah. You know, Chris Pratt, it's like every time he's like Star Lord is falls into that category where he's like he's supposed to be a, just a regular guy. You yeah. think he's a regular guy. I mean there is more to him, but yeah. But he's like he can just do everything and he's great at all the things. He's yeah. an amazing pilot and shooting all sorts of stuff. But what they forget about Die Hard is that John McClane wasn't a brilliant shot and he wasn't even all that good at half the stuff he did in that film. And he almost blows up the tower multiple times. Yeah. Um and he kind of he gets glass in his feet. He gets beaten the shit up in yeah. that fucking film. Like, that's the thing that he gets to Die Hard anymore. 5 and he fucking falls through five floors of a building and <laughs> from a helicopter and he's fine. I think that's the thing that's missing now. Like, And the thing I was expecting from Kick-Ass. The first so, Kick-Ass has it. second no, one doesn't. No, it doesn't though. The first like, one having, has him getting his ass kicked all yeah, the time. Yeah, the first one constantly. has him getting his ass kicked. But you remember like, it gets to the end fight and they're like just hitting each other with sticks and then they both get whacked in the head. Hmm. Like, It shouldn't be like that. It should be he gets stabbed, he gets beaten up, hmm. he only wins by chance. And then when he finally gets the chance to fight back, he is limping to mm. that final fight. Like that's what's missing. Is like second one was worse though. Second one was worse, but the second one visually was better. It looked a lot better. It looked a fucking ton better. 
And also, Jim Carrey's kind of great in that. Yeah, for five minutes he's in it. Jim Carrey and the rest of the good, the stupid heroes are good, like Donald Faison's in it and stuff mm. like that. Um, but yeah, like, the problem isn't so much, so much that we've got that every man is a superhero sort of thing. The problem is that the every man in all of these films ends up gets, like, gets a couple of superficial scratches and then they're fine. In Rampage, you get shot. Hmm. You get shot in the stomach and he's like, I think they missed everything essential. <laughs> Great, fine. Keep going then, I guess. That <clears throat> yeah. doesn't affect muscle or anything else. No. No. Where's the rock? <laughs> like, if he flexes a little bit, his muscles will close the gap. Do you remember in Die Hard, like, when he got hit, like, he gets, he gets into that fight in Die Hard 1 with the, with the German guy down in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And like, after that point, his arm, he doesn't hold it straight up properly anymore. He kind of uses the other one to shoot. Mm. And like, when he does hold it up, he's got that one underneath. Like, he's got his one that does work underneath the one that doesn't. Like, it fucks him up. And Perfect that doesn't film. happen anymore. It does, it just doesn't. Like, even stuff like Hard Target, where Jean-Claude Van Damme gets fucked up. Mm. Like, that stuff doesn't happen. Because it, no one wants to see a protagonist. I like, um, Dredd had a lot of Dredd getting <coughs> the shit kicked out of him. Dredd got fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Dredd's great. But Dredd, you've got, the whole problem is this. Doesn't he like spray some foam shit in his yeah. bullet wound? Yeah. He sprayed some foam shit and he got the staple gun that pierces yeah. things again. The problem is that with Dread, you escape the you escape <laughs> the pretty protagonist by yeah. having him wear a mask all the time, so it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I need to watch Dread again. That film's fucking fantastic. People, people need to get like all these films where someone like goes into these horrible situations. Get that have, guy get him you fucked can have up. Perfect untouchable heroes and stuff, but they sh- like they don't make great protagonists. Like all the time, they can no. be a bit boring when they're perfect, untouchable. Eastern heroes. Promises has one of the best protagonists. Mm. Freaking Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi, yeah, saves the entire world without freeing, saves the galaxy briefly mm. without even throwing a punch, like without even world. actually being there. Well, sacrifices. He does the most Jedi yeah. thing he possibly could. <laughs> he like everybody gets pissed off. Yeah, and everyone gets pissed off because they're children. Yeah, yeah. I was reading um, George Lucas said in an interview ages ago that. Um, he had Yoda say that Darth Vader is definitely Luke Skywalker's dad in Return of the Jedi because he read a psychology thing that said that unless you actually say it, children won't believe it. They won't believe it if the bad guy says it. They'll think he's deceiving them. Mm. So, you know, when a bad guy says, Ray, your parents are nobodies, mm. a bunch of children under 12, obviously just children under 12, wouldn't believe it and would start conspiracy theories that, you know, they're lying. I I don't <laughs> like our t- current timeline. I think it's the darkest timeline. I don't know, we'll, we'll have a infinite crisis event soon. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm hoping we don't get the Aquaman where he just wears pants. I'm hoping we get another... I, I'm hoping that we don't get another um, London has fallen or or White House has fallen or whatever, White House down or... There's a third one of those coming out. Is there? Yeah. Because the first one was really good. Yeah. Do you remember the first one? Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. That was what it. What was the other like, one? White House Down. Yeah, the one with Jamie. Was it Jamie, yeah. not Jamie Fox? Yeah. yeah. And White House Down had the same problem. It was like superficial scars, like the guy still came out looking great. Like the end of Die Hard, John McClane's covered in shit. Hmm. Like he's covered in blood and mark. And Literal like, shit. He just yeah. went and had a just <laughs> disgusting he's party. He's covered in like blood and mark. It's a and stuff scene. Like. White House has fallen. Like fucking Channing Tim comes out with perfect hair. He's got like a little cut above his eyebrow and it's just dripping, dripping very theatrically around his eye, not in his eye or down his nose. Yeah. He's not suffering from botulism from being punched in the mouth continuously and having blood going to his stomach. You know, nothing, nothing bad's happening. The only time like the invincible superhero thing works is freaking Commando. Yeah, because Arnold Schwarzenegger gets shot multiple times in that film. Yeah. It's nothing. Uh, he doesn't care. I liked uh, actually, Commando. Is a true. beautiful Connor. film. Connor, yeah, Connor. it's fantastic. I, I'm starting to believe there isn't a god. 
Don't worry, Bubba. I'll show you that God. <laughs> Maybe you get shot in the arm. Yeah. It's like, well, that could have been God shooting you, you fuck. <laughs> Calm down. Um, but yeah, like, it's action films nowadays are just bad, aren't they? There's just nothing. It's all very bad. There's plenty of good action films out there. They just. They have to rely on other stuff. They can't just be an action film now. They're going to have to be filled with comedy, so you laugh a lot during the film and you lose, you don't pay attention to the fact that... Everyone has to wear a mask and they can't yeah. be beaten up really hard because they need to be on the poster still. Yeah. Like, I think probably the last time the last time that a main character got really fucked up, Steve Rogers ended Winter Soldier. Black, gets, Black Panther gets fucked up. Everyone thinks he's dead for a while. Yeah, but Black Panther gets fucked up in a way that means there's a tiny amount of blood every time he gets a spear in him. Yeah. Steve Rogers is like spitting up blood at the end of Winter Soldier. Like, he gets fucked up. Like he is, he is down for the count. Fucked up. He's the kind of fucked up where the next day he wakes up and he's only just feeling bruises from the day before. <laughs> That's how fucked up he got. Like he'd have one eye closed, one eye would be semi open, but it'd be black. Just fucked. He would be up. healed by then. He's got too much of that. No, he doesn't have healing. He's Super serious. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have an accelerated healing factor. He does. No, he doesn't. He does not no. Wolverine fast? It's no, like he, he... Captain America. His superpower is he does he does heal, but he heals. Like superhuman fast, as in like yeah, it's not Wolverine no, fast. It's no, it's like, not it's not anyone fast. It's like a superhero heals at like one tenth. If he had a split lip, it would be healed by the next end of the next day, not in the next week. Like no, most no, it takes would. like it still takes like a week. Nice. Yeah, like it still takes like a little bit of time. It's mm. like one tenth of the amount of time it would take for a normal human. Yeah. So it would be like a broken arm would be a month instead of ten months. You know. Like people like Captain America have been injured and it's gone on in comics for a while. Yeah, I mean, like even Bucky has been injured and it's gone for a while. Bucky's still grown his arm back. No, <laughs> Dimension Z. Dimension Z had a really nice thing in which none of the. It was a bit like that Rick and Morty episode in which stuff couldn't damage you really. Hmm. Like certain things could, so like Velociraptors and things. But if it was just you falling over, you could jump and like fall over and it didn't hurt you as much. Dimension Z was a great fucking storyline for Captain America actually. <laughs> Brian Brubecker. Right, that. Um, but then there's like other stuff like there's the comic versions of loads of shit like people get beaten up in the comics because they don't need to worry about selling a film hmm. like the Doctor Strange comics that I just ran uh, read sorry the Jason Aaron run that he did Doctor Strange loses all his mystical powers he ends up just fighting people with this like he has he his... said that last time oh right did I? I can't remember <laughs> yeah but Doctor Strange loses all his powers and he doesn't have a cloak of levitation anymore he's got basically a cloak that kind of protects you but doesn't really work most of the time mm. it's essentially like a third bit magician made it 300 years ago and they found it in a chest somewhere under a bunch of bones he's like well this kind of works yeah like there's shit like that and like he ends that first that first episode he ends like his he's like bandaged up his fingers are all fucked again and his like eyes bleeding one's like fucking lumped up like you can end those films gritty and like going fucking nuts like mm. actually have people injured but instead you get the Guardians of the Galaxy flying off after a dancer you get the Guardians of the Galaxy flying off after they find out their main character's like a superhero to the extent that they never imagined. Hmm. You know, you get Infinity War. You get like, you get... That's the Tony, thing though, everyone... Tony Stark's been stabbed through the abdomen. They have to like, kill a character in order to make out the main character suffered. It's that someone else has to suffer for the main character to suffer now. Yeah. Like, which is... Oh, actually, Iron Man 3. Iron mm. Man 3 was the last one where someone got beaten the fuck up and that was Tony Stark. Yeah. I Tony love Stark that film. really beaten up. Freaking fantastic film that. Actually, and saying that, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. loses a finger. Mm. Um, Gay Perry's got a broken arm. Yeah. Black eye, fucked up. You know, 
Freaking Robert Downey Jr. falls off a freeway, doesn't he? And yeah. does, doesn't do what's he? Then he does no, a no, car he's trick, hanging, he? He's hanging over the flatbed of a truck, yeah. Yeah. and he's about to fall. And he grabs onto the pipe and he asks someone to help him. Mm. And then eventually, someone comes and helps him. Um, but actually, I think Shane Black in general, his films end in quite messy, like fucked up situations. Like people don't really get out. Yeah. Like um, also, Robert Downey Jr. He's not afraid of. He's not afraid to be really fucking beaten up in a film. Like he did that, The Soloist. Yeah. With Jamie Fox. And he starts out by being hit by a car after on a yeah. on a bike, and he spends the whole time like fucking hand in a cast, like bruises and all this other shit. Yeah. So there are actors that still do. I think it's older actors. We did the Singing Detective afraid. as well. With his... Oh, Singing Detective was a good film. Yeah. yeah, Mel Gibson directed that as well. I think. Did he? Yeah, I think God, so. Uh, it was an Australian serial one in the beginning, wasn't it? Or was it? There was BBC? a TV series, it was a BBC miniseries. BBC. Yeah. Oh, ITV, one or two yeah. had uh, Jim Carter in it. He's in. Who's in? I only know the Jim Carter's in it because Jim Carter was in that. He's in Downton Abbey, and it's the name of a robot in Lupin Ranger versus Patra Ranger. Not just that, he's also he's got that autobiographical film in which he uses gymnastics and karate yeah. to fight <laughs> to, to fight the uh, residents of an insane town. Yeah, Jim yeah. Carter of Mars. Yeah, <laughs> Jim Carter of Mars. Yeah, it was that Conan Conan mix-up, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carter and Conan. All right. Anyway, um, all right. Okay. Okay. Are you quite finished? Yeah, I'm done. All right. It's very fun though. It's a long episode. It is a long episode, but it's a really fun episode. Um, okay. So as always, you can find Anne at LV5052 space monkey. 54 space monkey. LV54 space right. monkey on Twitter. You can also find him. I, I didn't mention on... last time I got a new YouTube channel, did I? No, but we can do that in a second. His normal YouTube channel is at Mellow Gaming. It is the most popular Mellow Gaming YouTube channel on by some YouTube. way now. I'm by some way, him. yeah, like yeah. six hundred fifty-six subscribers. Look at days. that! So you could be six hundred fifty-seven if you subscribe to his channel. I hit six hundred fifty-seven today. It just went back down by two, and then I gained another one. Okay, I've so you could be the new six hundred fifty-seven. That's the yeah. more important number, anyway. It's the one that's concurrent. Yeah. Um, and what's your new channel? It's called Reacting Sentai Yoppa Ranger. I have no idea what that's about. Tell me a little bit about it. Um, it's where me and my buddy Kev have watched some Super Sentai and commentated on it, and there's commentary tracks tracks for it and edited down versions of the commentaries with video footage which uh totally love content ID and blocking all around the world so i've been figuring out how to edit these down to stop them they've they seem to have stopped now so i'm going to try another one soon and maybe make it shorter so i'm not showing half the episode on youtube because that seems to be their problem yeah um but you know it's fun and if you've got the episodes but obviously you'd have the dvds you wouldn't have pirate copies no of the, the tv DVDs. shows you yeah. import them yeah, you can multi to the commentary along multi-region, with multi-region uh, yeah, DVD. They don't have English subtitles in Japan. Are you going to release commentary tracks for each episode you review? So, do you review the full episode when you do the recording? No, we just do a Twitter. We just re- we watch the episode. We just commentate on that. I picked a bunch of strategic episodes for interesting Super Sentai series. Okay. To cover, but um, I've, so far we've only put three up. Okay. It's but how how are, how are people reacting? Are you finding good response? We're getting good likes and yeah. then views, a couple of views, but it's only got like nine subscribers. But okay. literally just launched it. I never, I'm not going to get a million subscribers. No one likes my shit. No. <laughs> but have you, well, it's there. It's, it's there. there if people want it. Cool. Excellent. Um, you can find me at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter. Um, spelled the same way as the show. Uh, I also have a YouTube, but it's fucking useless. Just don't do anything, do I? Just don't do anything on YouTube. I don't no. have time. I'm not pretty enough for YouTube. Hair's too long. People will think I'm left wing. You're starting to look like Encino Man. I am starting to look a little bit like Encino Man. I had such a point of pride for me. I look like Brendan Fraser from Encino Man. Yeah, but really more like Brendan Fraser from Passion of Darkly Moon. What? 
I've never heard of that. What is Have that? you not seen that film? No. It's where they find a guy who's like um, just some drifter who seems to have... I think he claims he's lost his memory or something. Is, that, is it like later day and, Brendan Fraser? No, very early. Oh, yeah. Um, like that. And they let him live in his barn in this yeah. thing and he gets an obsession with a girl who lives there and there's like bits where he's jerking off while oh. watching her through the fence and oh, all this shit. sort of shit. It's a dark Have you film. seen the film with Joe Pesci? That he did. What? He did a film with Joe Pesci. Like My back Cousin Vinny. No, My Cousin Vinny is a great fucking film and I will defend that film to the death. Uh, but no, there was a Joe Pesci film that he did in which Joe Pesci's a homeless guy mm. who, um, with honours, mm. Joe Pesci's a homeless guy who has asbestos poisoning in his lungs. He used to remove it, like, as a job, and they didn't tell him it was poisonous. So he's got, like, a lower... He's got the, the back end of that. It's like bronchitis and everything else. He's also homeless because he can't work anymore because he can't do any heavy lifting and stuff because he runs out of breath. Mm. Um, and Brenda Fraser meets him through, through chance. Joe Pesci grabs hold of... Well, Joe Pesci finds a copy of Brendan Fraser's term paper for his university course. Um, and in finding it, they sort of collide and they sort of, you know, they become friends over time. But it's, it's a really good film. Like Homer and Eddie. Yeah. The Whoopi Goldberg, James Belushi film. I've never seen it. It's about two homeless people who, like, you know, have an adventure and swear at each other a lot. And it's not fun. If there was a video So when you're a little kid and you watch that film, because Whoopi Goldberg and James Belushi make funny films. Yeah. And then you watch that and it's depressing. And- yeah. Like Coach. Possibly. Or what was the film in which the dad from Married with Children had to get um, Ethan Embry back home? Wayne's World 2. No, you remember this, don't you? You <laughs> no. remember this. Is there somewhere back in your mind where you remember this? He's what like the stepdad and he has to go and... No, I can't remember. You've seen it though, right? There's a pellet gun very prominently in this film. It's a Problem like... child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, John Ritter. <laughs> oh, God bless John Ritter. He's dead. Yeah. Well done. You did He's the right been, thing, been to be dead honest. For like, dead for like, what, almost 15 years? Yeah, it was a good move, to be honest. Yeah, after <laughs> Problem Child 1 and 2. No, after what's going on these days. What do you mean? I think everyone got the right... Anyone who died in a few years ago, they really did get out at the best yeah. time. Yeah. It was a smart move by Bowie Jeffrey Jones and Prince. should have done it as well, shouldn't he? Yeah, they, they had the smart move. Oh, poor Prince. No, no. Starfish and coffee. <laughs> mm. Anyway, bye. Oh, fuck's sake, that was a little bit fucking dark and as Trump fucks kids. I mean, he does so much worse now, it doesn't matter. He doesn't just fuck kids, he steals them now. Fuck's sake. People let him get away with this shit. There's one-year-olds in court, but apparently Obama's the real bad one. Yeah, Obama did all the bad shit. Fucking ice in fucking Obama's hands were actually doing something. In Donald Trump's hands, they fucking, they're just, they're just destroying families and fucking people. Like Gestapo. Such a fucking cunt. He's an absolute, Trump is just a cunt, isn't he? Don't belittle cunts. That's true. Cunts is too good a word. Yeah. Oh, an uncut version of Deadpool 2 will scream at Comic-Con in San, Comic-Con in San Diego. Oh. Well, bye. Say All goodbye. Right. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Love you.